0: And we're live, episode ninety-five with the man, Preston Brown. How are you, brother?
1: I'm great, brother. Thanks for having me back,
0: dude. My pleasure. I'm I'm happy that you're back. It was really fun talking to you the first time, uh, which was uh, episode thirty-five, if I remember correctly. This is episode ninety-five. It's been a while since I've seen you. And, a few years. Uh, yeah, like two and a half years, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a, a lot has time. happened in that time. Shit, I moved to San Antonio and came back, and we were just talking about that a minute before the podcast. Uh, you're kind of in between the two cities now
1: yeah uh setting up uh house on lake dunlap and runfuls and getting getting ready to open some of the businesses out there
0: nice so you're carrying uh you're you're establishing what zia homes and what else
1: i don't know if we're going to call it zia but yeah okay we're, we're establishing a home building. building business yeah zia fits here i guess pull this a little bit closer yeah.
0: yeah that sounds better there
1: you go zia fits here because i guess zia means new mexico so so we're right on that border and we build in new mexico we build in texas right like but okay but i, I it doesn't really fit like i don't know if i can go there and brand that okay. Uh um, in, in new Brunfels. be like hey new mexico guys come on in, come on in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: have you thought of a name for it
1: no but my wife is a graphics designer i'm sure she's going to come up with something fantastic and, and, and there i'm not loyal to a name here i probably wouldn't change it or maybe i'll change it one day if we're big enough out there and in other places but Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: New Braunfels is cool. I spent, uh, I mean, two years sort of in New Braunfels right next to it in shirts, but uh, nice city, man. It was, uh, it, it's very chill. I feel like it's a good place to retire or to live there in conjunction with another place.
1: The food's amazing. Yeah. You don't get the hustle and bustle of Austin or San Antonio. I can go fishing yeah. and, and, you know, be left alone and run my business while on a boat catching fish that's pretty cool and then if i need the hustle and bustle i'm 30 minutes away
0: yeah yeah well for sure now that's something also we talked about briefly before the podcast let's get into that a little bit give me your thoughts on people who have to manage every single little aspect of their business and therefore they're always constrained to that one little business they can't grow it like that's a lot of small business owners they stay small business owners forever it's like you've had okay you started a small business when you were 25 now you're 60 you're still a small business owner. Didn't you, you couldn't grow that thing?
1: Well, yeah. So, so I mean like, and, and I'm not going to judge anybody if they're happy, right? Like, and in, in fact, I'm probably not going to judge anybody at all, but I would judge myself for having the results. Yeah. Like I, I don't want anything small. Like I'm pretty sure if I drop my pants when I go in my bedroom, my wife's not going to be like, <laughs> wow, I'm so glad it's so small. Like, like I want something <laughs> larger. Right. And so and, and I think business, it, it should be the same thing. Do you want a small margin? Do you want a large margin? And and you don't have to have like a huge company like, oh, I want a thousand employees to stress me out. But you know, would I rather make a million dollars than a hundred thousand? Would I rather make 10 million than 1 million? Of course. Sure. So why would you not do that? And and for control freaks, the people that like, just, oh, I, I can't trust anyone. I have to do everything myself. Like that, that's just another way of saying failure mm. because if if you can't trust then i would ask you the question of how can you be happy like i'm a control freak about things i love but all the shit i don't love i want to let somebody that loves that control that because if if i know they love that and there's evidence that they love that they're gonna control it and they're gonna do it really well because it's a love affair yeah like dude we have this guy at my office and i you know like he's so weird he's a fucking space alien and we hired him (laughs) and he's an it guy like like literally we were talking about technology earlier yeah i was trying to figure
0: out how to set up my tv
1: (laughs) and and he he was just shocked kind of coming into our office coming to our culture because he was like everybody's so nice here i don't know how to deal with that i'm not sure i like it And i'm like Mm. why do you look like you tasted shit all the time like you always look like you just tasted shit Mm -hmm. and like like eventually we kind of like built rapport and started having a conversation and he's a great guy I don't know if I could go hang out with this guy on the weekends, but my IT is better than it has ever been. Like that is this guy's passion. Like some people like people, some people like dogs. This guy loves like wiring shit and computers and antivirus softwares and things that I would <laughs> think are, that's boring. What yeah. are you doing? Like, yeah. let's have something better to talk about something better, but he loves it. He loves that shit. I don't need to control that shit. Why do you want to control something you're bad at?
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, that's, that's sort of the coaching mindset. Like you have a team and everybody's got a position and if if everybody plays their position, the team functions optimally. Mm -hmm. If they don't, then it doesn't, but it's really hard to find good help, man. My goodness. Like, especially, I don't know what I like people say, you know, what did COVID, how COVID affected the population? I think if anything it probably dropped people's IQ a little bit or a lot because I feel like just in the last three years, and obviously that's a joke, but I think maybe people just sort of got lazy with the work from home and being, being away from work and all that, that I feel like people's brains are just not working. Like, man, customer service has been frustrating in every industry, in everyone. They don't respond. They don't answer. They tell you, they're going to do something. They don't do it. It's just like, Oh my God. If I had a company and a bunch of employees, I'd be I'd be pulling my hair out.
1: So so a couple points here. I don't know that it's harder to find good help. I would say it's harder to afford good help. Yeah, probably. If you pay enough, you can find them. Um now now the other point, getting to have people gotten dumber, I think people have been rewarded to become dumber. Yeah. Like if if you think for yourself you are being punished by society if you ask questions you're not following the science which which science used to be the art of questioning to turn a hypothesis into a constant Mm -hmm. and now it's the art of following a politician in a politically correct way but what do politicians do they always fucking lie so what is political correctness great way to put a nice coined phrase on lying so i mean it's it's literally like we've been rewarded to get fucking dumber yeah and most people are sheep like most people like and and that's not an insult like like even jesus said it jesus said you will always have the poor okay he didn't say you should be poor and uh you know if you really want to trigger a lot of people on your podcast i hope you have some el paso <laughs> listeners uh, jesus was probably very 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 rich really okay oh fuck yeah he was like, rich.
0: financially yeah financially
1: like it wasn't money that was evil it was the love of money okay like like i'm gonna give you a point in, but i gotta quote my buddy jeremy Newsom, who turned me onto this topic okay like but before we even get into jesus was rich because that one's gonna be a fun one and we're gonna trigger a lot of people so that'll like right. get engaged some of your listeners um like like let's stick on people like people get rewarded for being sheep jesus said you'll always have the poor right like but but what did Jesus really promote? Like, if, if you just look at that guy, like that guy's probably my favorite mentor to like read about, think about, learn about right now. Uh, I, I like to say like, if I'm a part of the body of Christ, I'm the middle of finger. And what did Christ do? Well, he fucking flipped off Pharisees. He flipped off the Romans, he flipped off everybody that did shit the wrong way, right? So like kind of an awesome guy, very rebellious, very non-conformist. He was not a sheep. He didn't get in line. He thought for himself. He had ideas. True. And he shared those ideas. He shared it in the form of stories. He triggered lots and lots of people, right? and 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 then like all these folks that are like oh you know i need to conform i need to do this i need to follow whatever my pastor says i need to follow whatever my government says i need to follow whatever this says and all those people they're going to tell you money's the root of all evil but yet they want all your fucking money (laughs) that's right isn't that weird like that it's the root of all evil so give it to us we'll control it (laughs) stupid hey jesus was really poor he was really poor right so yeah just give us all your money Give us all your money, and like so, my buddy Jeremy tells me this, and I'm like, "What the heck?" And so, like, I didn't believe him. I went and I, I, I I vetted it. I was like, "Okay, well, I'm going to go read my Bible," and it turns out that there were these three wise men that showed up when he was young, and they brought what frankincense, gold, and And myrrh, myrrh, myrrh. Yeah, Yeah, and, and and if you go look up historically, like what was the traditional gift to give to a king, and I'm talking like a mediocre king, you would give 50 pounds of gold. Now, these three wise men, these three magi were compelled by angels, it says in the good book. If you were compelled by angels, would you bring a mediocre gift or a big fucking gift? Probably a big one, Mm -hmm. right? Now, those three angels, those three magi, did they go to King Herod first, biblically? Yeah, they did. And then King Herod got so triggered when they said, hey, we're looking for this young new king that he decided to murder, what, every firstborn son, I think it was? Something like that must have been a big fucking gift if he got that triggered huh
0: (laughs) yeah i guess so. it
1: must have must have been pretty big and then there there was that lady that was like like i'm gonna reach out and i'm gonna touch his robes i'm gonna touch this guy's robes and she got healed right like and and so like this one's fun do you think she had instagram she knew exactly what he looked like or maybe he had some nice fucking robes
0: Mm. Hmm. maybe somebody just told her that's him that's the guy
1: okay well let's go back to the robes thing right like what 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 if there were these roman soldiers casting lots for his robes at the bottom of the cross when he died do you think well-paid roman soldiers they were very well paid would be casting lots for shitty rags no no well but it could be
0: it could be like uh you know like after a basketball player takes off his shoes people want to pay a lot of money for it
1: Okay, but those are still nice fucking shoes.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, but not for what they sell for. <laughs> they might be, they might be a hundred fifty dollar pair of Jordans or something, and then they sell them for like a thousand just because LeBron's sure. foot sweat is in it.
1: Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but uh, like, like you get where I'm, where I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, and, I, yeah. and, and look, gotcha. at, at the end of the day, like I don't think it matters whether Jesus was rich or not, but it does matter that it wasn't money was the root of all evil. It was the love of money. Mm. Like money's like energy, right? Like is energy supposed to stay greed, stuck or is it supposed money. to flow? Well, that makes my point.
0: Yeah, or poverty.
1: Yeah. yeah. So greed, if you like collect a lot of money and you're hoarding it, it's stuck. Uh-huh. Like that's like having a lot of electricity and hoarding it. Like what what is it? It's not fucking doing doing anything in the battery. Like you need to let it out and let it charge something. Let it do something. Right? Like money's about flow. Like you make more money so that you can do more good things with it, so that you can help more people, so you can create more value. Yeah. You can invest more. Or you could just buy another yacht. Yeah, but how many people built the fucking yacht? A lot. Okay. Yeah. How many people are going to be manning the yacht while you're sailing it? Yeah. How many young people are going to take the pictures with your yacht and be inspired and by it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like, how many beaches or, or or docks are you going to dock at and pay fees?
0: Well, that's, that's the frustrating thing when people say, oh, why did that guy buy a Ferrari? He could have just bought a Corolla and donated the rest of the Look, money.
1: I say that shit, too. Why would you buy a fucking Ferrari? I mean, have you not seen the McLaren's?
0: <laughs> Do you have a McLaren?
1: I got the 720. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, oh dude. Oh, yeah. Why would you buy a Ferrari? Why would that guy buy a Ferrari? Like, ah, cuz he wants a Ferrari. I'm just whatever. I'm just being oh, oh,
0: a shit. Rolex, Patek <laughs> Philippe, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Make him feel like he made a fucked up decision. Look, <laughs> like, damn it Preston. Sorry. Spent 40 years saving up for his Ferrari, you fucker. Now I'm retired, I got my Ferrari. You're talking shit.
1: <laughs>
0: Is it true that McLaren's break down all the time? So mine
1: hasn't like but, and they
0: say the same thing i believe about lambos
1: so i asked a salesman that because i was like dude i hear this car's in the shop all the time and he says look if you get in this car and you turn it on and you start hot rodding it's a well-oiled fine-tuned machine but it, it's it's like a good woman you need to warm it up mm. i was like what does that mean he says turn it on leave it the fuck alone for five minutes let it warm itself up let it like like the old cars do he says everybody that follows this advice never brings them in the people that don't they're in every three months
0: you can always trust the salesman too
1: oh yeah right Uh uh-huh but but (laughs) this 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 one was from two salesmen here talking this one was accurate (laughs) like i've not sent it in at all like and it's a great car and like i don't drive it easy like it's made to do amazing shit like i'll every time i drive it like i pop that bad boy up like 120 150 and i'm just like just to feel it like you go 60 to 150 you're like oh shit like it, it's awesome right like yeah. there's this and and like what you get in that zero to 60 in a tesla you get that kind of in the 60 to 150 in the mclaren like it's amazing mm, it's yeah really i know cool what you mean yeah to do that at a higher speed like, yeah I, mean, I guess if you hit anything you become a juice right but like
0: yeah you're screwed yeah
1: yeah but it's, it's awesome to do. So I don't drive it like super nice, but I delicately warm it up. I allow it to do what it needs to do to get all the seals heated and everything kind of calibrated. And, and that's kind of the same with airplanes, like in the airplane world, like airplanes are designed to fly. The ones that need more maintenance are the ones that sit on the ground more. Mm. So if you're not like, like, and I own two, so I know this, like, if I leave my plane on the ramp for three months, more shit breaks than if it flies twice a week.
0: So what do you do with it when you're not traveling? Oh, I rent it out. Okay.
1: It's like an Airbnb. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like an Airbnb in the sky. Right. Like, I rent it out. Like, I have a company in Austin that rents it out. They're they're amazing. They're okay. Lift Aviation. If anybody has an airplane that's just, like, sitting dormant, breaking all the fucking time. Like, it's designed to be in the air, like, going really mm. fast, and and heat it up so like everything seals and all that like that's what it's designed for like it's designed for a higher pressure environment not sitting on the ground being lazy it's designed for like an intense environment in the sky getting beaten around by like you know updrafts and wind currents and all this different stuff that's what it's designed for like if if you get a ferrari and you drive it like a hyundai what a waste if you get an airplane and you leave it on the ground what a fucking waste like a mile of road will take you a mile a mile of runway takes you fucking anywhere, right? Mm. Like why not go anywhere? Like anywhere is a great fucking destination. You should go experience it. And so like, use it. But like Austin, dude, like this, this, this company Lyft, they're amazing. They rent it out. They have a ton of customers. They're always renting it. So I can go buy an airplane, used accelerated depreciation to write off 80% of the airplane. The market's a little high right now. I'm waiting for it to come down before I buy another one. Then I put it in Lyft. So I have a Cirrus that I can personally fly back and forth from new Brunfels and here, And I'm not flying it like they rent it. And then I've got a TBM, which is like a high performance, much faster, probably not that much bigger than a Sirius, but it's got a jet engine. You can take five people plus pilot. And the thing is it's as fast as all the fucking jets, but because it's a prop turned by a jet engine, it only needs a short runway. So I can land at the shortest runway in the mountain oh. towns that all the fucking golf streams and big fancy jets can't get into. And so different plane, different purpose. And then I'm, right. I want to buy like a CJ two plus, like, that's just like a this sexy twin engine jet. Like I haven't, like, I haven't reached this goal in life yet. And I, I want to buy that. Cause that's like a cross the, like, if you want to go to Costa Rica, you get in that bad boy and you're okay. fucking straight there. No stops. No problems. That'd be pretty cool. That, and so, and that's the one, like, like if I get out of my TBM, which is, I think I bought it for a few million bucks.
0: So will you sell it? Or is it like a rental property? You just keep, you just rent it full-time. I just keep it. Yeah. Yeah, Rent it full-time full-time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, and, and you generally finance them. Um, you don't, I mean, right now it's less beneficial to finance anything, but like you generally finance them when the rates were lower, like you go get a freaking three or 4% rate on a $2 million plane. Okay. You know, so, so you're, you're at what? Like six, seven grand a month. Well, what are you renting it out for? A thousand an hour. That, that much. So if it flies for forty yeah, hours a month,
0: better than a prostitute.
1: Wow. Well, I I don't know about those. <laughs> I'm not in that market. But like, I, you're you're pimping
0: planes. <laughs> Some guys pimp women. You pimp planes. <laughs>
1: well, I don't. Lyft does. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. That's that's a, that would be a cool spin to put on it, right? You tell people you're a pimp. You pimp planes.
1: Yeah. Well, and and if you think about it, like, if that's go, what I would do. If you go buy the airplane. And you don't pay the taxes on the amount of money that the airplane was like last year was hundred percent bonus appreciation. So if you made $2 million, you buy an airplane, they take $2 million off of your income. Now it's 80%. So it'd be 1.6 million off of your income. But if you put 20% down, that's 400 grand. Right. Well, lowering your income by $2 million just saved you 800 grand in taxes. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Hello. Like at that point, like if you can break even on the airplane or lose 20 grand a year and have a much better lifestyle, then How long does it take to make up $400,000 if you're losing 20 grand a year? Yeah. Like, uh, so 20 years. So you have a better lifestyle for 20 fucking years before you've recouped the savings. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What's your, uh, the, the plane that you mentioned a minute ago, that's your goal to get, what do you have to achieve
1: to buy that? Um, I could probably buy it now. I'm just not. How much is it? They're probably four and a half. Okay. Four and a half. Um, change. Not really, but last
0: time you were on the podcast, you were making 180 million dollars a year.
1: No, that was gross revenue. Yeah, that, that's not earnings, right, right? Look, revenue is vanity, profits are sanity. Okay, like, like I do really well, <laughs> but, but look, in construction, especially, and like, dude, every time I go on a podcast, like, people use the big numbers and yeah, because they're fun. They're, yeah, that, 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 they're cool. That's the click baby cool. shit. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're if, fucking I put,
0: cool. if I put, if I put, guy makes 180 million dollars a year on a TikTok, people are gonna watch it. If I put, revenue versus whatever you know gross and net people are like oh that hurts my brain fuck that
1: well yeah but I, you know what here's the thing like and, and and my margins aren't this low but if you have 180 million and you make a three percent margin you're doing okay yeah that's pretty good If you have 180 million you make a 10 percent margin you're fucking doing great mm-hmm. right so like it, the 180 back then which is it's a different number now i think it's a little better but like that that number that was revenue so like i i have had so many people oh dude you're a billionaire i'm like no i wouldn't have one mclaren i'd have lots of mclaren
0: (laughs) yeah yeah would you only have one wife though or would you have lots of wives
1: oh god i think that'd be exhausting like i think that's (laughs) like a like look man i am so in love with my wife like my wife is fucking amazing like this woman is like cat's meow salt of the earth i married my dream girl i'm the luckiest guy on the planet but five cow wife like she's incredible like 10 10, 10 cows like oh for sure bro like in the <laughs> you old know country that story? Yeah. <laughs> no, but i don't but but i get the analogy yeah yeah
0: yeah but like nah, like man. if she's not a very good wife you offer a chicken if she's a great wife you offer a cow <laughs> she's a fi- if you got a five cow wife holy shit she's a she's incredible
1: my no, man she's 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 like the whole freaking herd of cattle i mean she's amazing i love her <laughs> but cool. but like i i also like i think any man who's like oh man i wish i had three i'm like you know I think the joy from my wife i mean look everybody likes sex everybody likes all the fun the touching the cuddling but like the biggest joy is like i get to sit down and i get to talk to someone i get to get to know this woman. i get to bear my heart and she gets to bear her heart and, mm-hmm. and you really get a best friend but it's also like very time consuming
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so like even if there was a benefit to sex with like three or four women i don't have enough fucking time for two <laughs> like like to yeah. to really generate that like they probably have to be bisexual
0: when you're oh. out of town they got it they got to take care of each other oh
1: man see now yeah. wow yeah i don't think so <laughs> I, yeah god man can you imagine what the neighbors would
0: think <laughs> <laughs> man they, they would think they'd be wishing they had your life probably like when you see know. dan Bilzerian, you know who dan Bilzerian is
1: oh you're gonna need a bigger airplane <laughs> <laughs> well that's that what we're working towards yeah that's funny <laughs> Why, why, why did he get the, the 707? Well, he had eight wives and each right. one of them had kids every few years, so he just he needed a lot more seats.
0: There's this hilarious video I just saw on Instagram recently of this guy. He's he's a Westerner interviewing some Middle Eastern guy, like an old Middle Eastern guy, like with the turban and the beard. And he says, uh, how many kids do you have? And he goes, 94, and how many wives? I think he had like, I don't know, 27 wives or something. And then the guy asks the interviewer, the reporter, "Is like, how many wives do you have?" And he goes, "One." And the guy just busts out laughing. He couldn't stop laughing. He's like, "One wife, ha ha ha!" He just laughed at him, like, "Like, what kind of pussy would only have one <laughs> wife?" Yeah. But that's the culture over there. You yeah, know, different, different oh, culture.
1: That sounds exhausting. I mean, look, I respect it. <laughs> I respect it, like, dude, that's the man's man stuff. But like, I'll that's go, I'll take multiple guy. businesses. I'm happy with my sure. two kids and my one wife. Like, like, look, there's there's lots of flowers in the garden. I only needed to pick one.
0: Well there's everybody's got a budget of energy and typically the higher the highest performers of society have a lot more energy than than other people. You're quite an energetic guy. Every time I see you, you've you got the same level of energy. I don't know what your secret is. Maybe you're just high on life. Uh, but
1: Oh, caffeine helps. Caffeine
0: helps, yeah, it does. Nicotine too. Do oh, you, fuck, fuck, yeah. fuck. You want a cigar? Nah. Come on, you're thinking about it. Let's have a cigar. I, I, these I, are I, these are short ones. I've got these short ones over here.
1: All right, let's do it grab one yeah,
0: these are these are nice and easy okay grab whichever one you like uh nicotine is is a motherfucker of a stimulant man much uh much better for me than caffeine caffeine doesn't do a whole lot for me but nicotine I like,
1: does I like
0: but, both. you know when you see these super high achievers guys like Dan pena Elon you're having Musk. one right yeah yeah fuck okay. yeah. yeah let's go
1: can't yeah. leave me hanging on my own i think
0: the one you got is chocolate flavored
1: i think We'll see oh Ooh. it smells like it
0: i don't have a i don't have a cigar cutter so we just have to bite it we gotta okay. be we gotta be men all right Oh, yeah. This is chocolatey.
1: Ugh. All right. I didn't know I was coming to smoke cigars today.
0: Well, hey, you know, life's full of surprises.
1: <laughs> you you, go. You've seen George Carlin, right? Like, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. And other times? It's a big black.
0: <laughs> Man, I wish George Carlin were still alive so I, I can. can love s- oh, he's great. Just so I can see what he would say about, about the world today. Oh, the politics, gosh. all of it. He would have. Probably great specials on what's going on in the world. You might want to take that ribbon off the end, that band. I don't think you want to burn that. Just pull that off. Yeah, yeah this is the chocolatey one. What was I saying? High, high performers and, and just being energetic. You look at guys like Elon Musk. Man, they, I mean, he's not even the most – he's not really very healthy. I mean, he's overweight. He works 100 hours a week, so he doesn't sleep much. He doesn't get good sleep. And he's just going all the time. Like, where does he have the energy? I think some people are just super motivated. And whether you put that energy into a whole bunch of wives or you put it into a whole bunch of businesses, you've got a budget and you allocate it accordingly, depending on what excites you the most. And some guys are more excited or more driven by dominance, however you measure dominance, whether it's financial or or business-wise or whatever, than anything else. But then, I mean, Elon Musk does have how many baby mamas? And he's got like nine kids too. So I don't know. Maybe some people can do it all. That's why he's the
1: wealthiest man in America. You know, I'll tell you what, I'm an Elon fan. I love that Me guy. Too. Like Big I think time. that guy is just like changing the world in so many ways. I, he He is one of my hopes to meet one day. Like, I just, I just want to meet the guy and shake the guy's hand and be like, you know what, bro? Love what you did with Twitter. Like, talk about like doing something principled look at you go you're lighting that shit like a pro like see i need to learn how to do this shit
0: oh man i i so i smoked my first cigar on the podcast two months ago with um with kendall who's my attorney and just a really funny guy um yeah he is you know one thing i love is is they had this interview with elon musk where they said well you know the stuff that you're saying and doing could turn off some users and, and you might lose revenue and he's like well i believe in i believe the most important thing is to tell the truth and to have freedom of speech, and if the consequence of that is that I lose money, then so be it. Yeah, you, he you doesn't gotta, need you gotta money. Respect that. Yeah, he doesn't it. need money. But to some like, people, it's never enough. Like, like, like he's actually identifying that this my principle, the way I feel about this is so important that if it costs me billions of dollars, so be it. Other people, no, they'll they'll chase money to the grave, no matter what. They'll sacrifice everything. They'll sell their principles. They'll sell everything,
1: and they're the ones that are too, truly fucking broke. So, like like when I was saying, he doesn't need money it wasn't a knock like like saying oh well that's why he can do it it's it, like like that's what a loser would fucking say right no i'm saying like he doesn't need money we should all be asking the question how can we wa- not need the thing that is our vice ah like like what are we a fucking slave to like if you're a slave to money like if that's what possesses you like like if you go like i love <clears throat> i love when all these movies come out like there, there's a movie that came out fairly recently on netflix and it was like the pope's you know what was it exorcist or something like that
2: Uh uh-huh
1: and uh demon possessed this that and the other you know demons wouldn't waste time on most people's ass (laughs) they're already possessed they're possessed by money they're possessed by negative thinking they're possessed by what their boss is going to worry about they're possessed by what their wife said they're possessed by what their kids do and they're possessed by stupid shit demons are not going to waste their time on you like you fucked yourself right they don't need you they right. have to go after a higher-level target, somebody that can actually think freely.
0: Yeah, I think so. That's hilarious. You're not even worth a demon's time. <clears throat> but there's a lot of demons. You know what? Let's get into this. Because you mentioned something about greed earlier and not not having enough and wanting it all. And that got me thinking about <clears throat> certain companies that, that I find – it, it, Good. I find worth worrying about. Yeah, you like it. Yeah. Um, BlackRock is projected to own sixty percent of all residential real estate in America by twenty thirty. Yeah. Like, what, what? Like, when you when you look at that statistic, does that worry you? What do you think about that? Is that a problem? Should people be worried about a monopoly? So, I mean, they're a monopoly already because them and Vanguard and one other company own like eighty percent of the S and P five hundred.
1: Should you be worried? So, so. You know, my favorite quote by Ray Dalio, those who worry don't have to worry. And those who don't worry have to worry. There will always be things to make money on. There will always be things to invest in. Okay. And the best things to make money on and invest in are what the best investors are going to go after and do. Real estate. So if by 2030, they're projected to own that that should be a fucking clue for everybody else. Like I hear so many people and they're like, Oh, I'm not going to buy housing right now because uh, you know, the market's down, the interest rates are high. I'm like, okay. So that shit you learned like in grade school, maybe middle school, if you were dumb, buy low, <laughs> sell high. Like that just doesn't apply to this industry. Like, shouldn't you buy when it's fucking low? Like, do you know why they're doing that? Like, let's look, let's look at why they're doing that. Like, and, and, and they won't be doing that in 30 years they're doing it now because that's what the environment indicates that they should be doing now. So let me, let me give you a history lesson. It's just a fun history lesson, right?
0: Well, real quick before that though, I mean, is there a point where you, because there is monopoly law, right? What's monopoly law? Like no company should own more
1: than 50% of any given. Okay. So, so does it work anymore? Does that law work? I mean,
0: I I mean, I I would like for it to work is what happens in the game of monopoly.
1: Is your phone an apple? Yes. They have a monopoly. Oh, for sure they do. Basically, uh, on on America, maybe the globe at this point. for sure, for sure. But nobody's it, nobody's busting that trust.
0: Well, <clears throat> I mean, nobody's nobody's busting it, but it is cause for concern because what happens in the game of Monopoly, right? Which is just a a micro expression of large scale economics. Everybody starts out at the same point, and this is why the the argument of redistribution of income re, redistribution of wealth doesn't work because if you gave everybody the same amount of money over time. It's going to consolidate into fewer and fewer hands. That's just what happens. Just like the game of Monopoly. Everybody starts at go. They start with the same amount of money. But by the time the game ends, what happens? One person has all the money and the rest of flat fucking broke. And they go broke at different rates. But eventually, you go completely broke.
1: And they're going to go broke faster the more complex the money system is. Because Mm -hmm. if the system is more complex, I mean, like you look at the wealth gap, even, even since the 1970s when we removed gold from the dollar, that is when the wealth gap which had been fairly consistent the wealthy the poor the wealthy the poor the wealthy the poor it was always like this right there's a fairly same distance between them <clears throat> and then all of a sudden we remove gold from the dollar as the as as the standard and you see the wealthy going like this and the poor kind of staying the same and, oh. and maybe even going down slightly like there there is basically no middle class anymore the, the middle okay. class is dying you have the super rich and the, the, the higher level poor and then the impoverished, mm-hmm. like that's all you have now. Like there is no middle-class and and there's people that think they're middle-class, but they're lying to themselves. Like, like, like you, if you have the rich and the super rich, then, and, and the gap is that far apart. There, there is no middle-class anymore. There's just not a fucking middle-class. So the wealth gap is all based on complexity. Like when we removed gold from the dollar, that was the first step in creating a highly complex monetary system. Well, who wins in a complex environment? People that do complex thinking. Like, if you can only think about simple things, like, like, how many people can you sit down and have a conversation with about derivatives? Very few. Exactly. And so who's going to make money on derivatives?
0: <laughs> Very few people.
1: And, and who's going to get wealthy? <laughs> Very few. And maybe not even all of them, because some are going to succeed and some are going to fail, right? Like, you, you still have guys going out and saying, you need to pay off all your debt. Only governments don't do that because they understand that arbitrage is the only way to succeed. Mm. Businesses don't do that because they understand that arbitrage is the only way to succeed. Now, we call it arbitrage because debt is still a bad word for stupid people, okay? Well, but smart people now use arbitrage instead of debt, which is just <laughs> fucking debt, uh, yeah. okay? Like, like, I'm a hard money lender. Do you think I loan out my own money? No. I borrow money and I loan it to other people. I'm a home builder. Do you think I build with my cash? No. I borrow money. I organize a whole bunch of people to put some shit together. And I sell it to people that borrow money. At for a certain, more money than I borrowed to build it.
0: At a certain point, though, wouldn't you just use your own money if you have a shitload of it? Like. Why? Because what, what else are you going to do with it? Why would you borrow if you have it?
1: You won't live long enough to get there. Like, at that point, you are Blackrock. Okay. At that point, you're BlackRock. And and like BlackRock is not even using their own money. You know whose money they're using? Pension plans. Mm. Like, like, if if you think of like all of these giant companies that basically what I think BlackRock is the same size as what the third largest economy on earth or something, like 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 they're like 10 trillion plus in, in assets. And I mean, like America's what, 23, 24 trillion. GDP economy or something like that, and, and like thirty and, some
0: <laughs> trillion in debt.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, if, if you track down the, the next lowest country is probably China, India, whatever. Right? BlackRock is, is 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 as a company larger, and I don't remember. It could be you know somebody on your podcast can be like, no, it's number four. Don't no, fuck you. yeah, right? I don't right, care. Right? Like, but but it's, it's in the top five, top ten, and it's a company. It's not a country. It's not like millions of fucking people are there. No, they have basically all of the government employees pension plans and they use that to invest and they charge fees on that. That could be taken away from them. If we were smart, how would we take it away from them? Uh, if poly ticks were two words, multiple ticks instead of one word politic, like politicians have basically given the power there because they get the money back it's a loop, right? Like there's different deals, different agreements. And anyway, like, like we, we Wait, ho-
0: Hold on. What do you mean by that? Like that doesn't, that doesn't. Why the fuck do question. you think we're in Ukraine? Well, I have no idea. Why, why? Don't you think I mean, that it's like, are, all, it's, are we funding it seems, it seems a war like, in
1: Ukraine or are we funding the war, the government? Are we funding their firefighters? Are we funding like their, every, every single aspect of their fucking government? Are we rebuilding their cities? well i mean let me ask you and this. who do you think I'm is not... getting all those contracts
0: true i mean that's what happened with halliburton back in the gulf war right it's the same thing who was it that bombed the shit out of the gulf and then went and joined halliburton and rebuilt it
1: wasn't it dick cheney i
0: think so uh-huh i believe so yeah. which is fucking crazy yeah like when you see that you're it's, like, it's, you're like it's, it's so blatant it's unbelievable yeah but <laughs> it's it just kind of makes you wonder like I mean, did he have no other way to make all that money? If he's if he's capable of that level of corruption, did he have to go bomb the shit out of an entire country just to rebuild it? He couldn't have just like oh, it's, it's past where least resistance,
1: it? bro. Like, like, what do you think's happening in Israel? I have no idea. I just you, hope you want me Lebanon to tell you. The fuck out you want me to tell you what I've heard? I
0: was hoping to go to Lebanon next year. Hey, yeah, you want me to tell you what I've heard? <laughs> what have you heard?
1: Okay, so if we look at Israel, and this is going to trigger a lot of people, you are going to have people get angry, right? Like, there is a there is a wall between like israel and and the gaza strip is that is that fair there's a wall there like people talk about it the wall works there's technology on that wall there's fucking like basically heat sensors if a terrorist were to walk up with a machine gun it would see him it would shoot him it would stop it like they have that iron dome shoots rockets out of the sky so Uh it doesn't go kill their citizens like their technology is a fucking 10 out of 10 okay they have mossad one of the greatest like agencies that like basically knows what's going on it's an intelligence agency right like everybody knows about Mossad. yeah like they're probably second only to the cia if they're not first fair okay and so the first thing when israel got attacked by all these horrible terrorists that did evil fucking things everybody said well how could this happen how is it possible and that's because that wall is like something out of a fucking sci-fi movie there's no way that a bunch of guys on fucking powered paragliders should have been able to fly over That there should have been a machine gun with a heat sensor, like and then all of them dead. So the technology on that wall got hacked and there's three countries on fucking earth that could hack that America, Russia, China, China. I don't think would have an interest in doing it. America is an ally of Israel. We're not going to fucking do it. Russia buys weapons from Iran. We're fighting a proxy war using Ukraine. To fight Russia, Iran has every motivation to want this to happen because America, when our our dumbass in chief, Joe Biden, uh, pissed off Mohammed bin Salman and and went after him for the Jamal Khashoggi journalist deal. Remember that? No. Oh, so basically Biden talked shit about him, called him a pariah, said he was going to hold him to account for this journalist being killed. Brutally horrible. Like, like, but- I mean, pissing off one of the largest oil producers in the world is not necessarily good for your citizens when they have to buy gas. So, right. and, and Biden is not necessarily good at, you know, geopolitical situations or talking. Um, so, <laughs> like, so, Much of it, so Biden pissed off Mohammed bin Salman. And oil became a problem for America and oil. Everything needs oil to be delivered. Like energy is a huge thing. Like the real reserve currency is not the dollar it's energy. Okay. Like mm-hmm. we got the reserve currency when Reagan came out with the oil dollar. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and track with me here and then, and, and we can do a little Q and a to make sure you understand it. I'm but, listening. I
0: just got to do something real quick. Sure. Cause this thing's giving me a hard time.
1: Yeah. So Biden gave Iran Basically, backed their nuclear deal. Like they, he he did a hostage exchange. He committed six billion dollars. So he played real nice with Iran, right? Well, if Iran gets a nuke, and there's two dominant powers in the Middle East, one being Saudi Arabia, one being Iran, will Saudi Arabia be the dominant power anymore if they don't have a nuke and Iran does? And the answer is absolutely not. So that kind of puts Mohammed bin Salman, who was able to give Biden the finger when he talked shit about him early on in his presidency. that that puts him in kind of the corner where he's like, well, fuck, now I need this Biden guy. Because if Iran gets a nuke, I need protection for the United States. The United States made a deal with um, Saudi Arabia and said, okay, well, you know, you sell us cheap oil, which will help, you know, Biden get reelected or a Democrat get reelected or something. Also, you have to recognize Israel, which is very hard for for an Arab country to recognize a Jewish country. Um, and, and, And we'll protect you. On, on the nuclear front, and and that way you can stay in power. You can still be a rival power to Iran, like another major power in the Middle East. And, and Iran did not want that agreement to happen, but that was supposed to be signed, I think, last week. Uh, of course, Saudi Arabia didn't want to go first, so they had the UAE sign first, and so the UAE recognized Israel, and then Saudi was supposed to go. And then a few days before Saudi was supposed to recognize Israel, Hamas somehow was able to get over this wall that you wouldn't have been able to get oh. over without Russia fucking hacking your wall. Damn. russia buying weapons from iran iran destabilizing the middle east preventing saudi from taking a dominant stance or, or preventing them from taking a dominant stance away from them that biden basically so it's all a giant
0: dude you just fuck went up. alex jones deep
1: oh well i don't know who alex jones
0: is <laughs> you don't know who alex jones is man i gotta introduce you to alex jones I, gotta, I mean i don't know him personally but i gotta introduce you to who he is i'll show you some of his videos lead conspiracy theorist in the world i mean that makes sense though but that's the thing a good conspiracy has to make sense to some degree like if you said if you came in here and said well what do you think the war the war in uh, israel is about it's because aliens are trying to colonize israel i'd be like get the fuck out of here but because it's it's possible that's what makes a good conspiracy and it and or it might just be the truth
1: look man i, I get to coach people that and i say coach I have friends that are in some of the highest financial brackets imaginable. And they're the people that donate money to the politicians who know what's fucking going on. So they're in the room having the conversations. And I get to sit there while I'm helping them with their companies. Or I mean, they frankly know all the shit I know, but I save them time by helping them with their teams. And then I get to talk with them and I get to hear what they're fucking talking about, which are these kinds of things. And I'm like, holy shit, none of this makes the news media. Mm. Like, none of this shit makes the media. And this shit makes sense. And what the media says doesn't like find me how fucking Mossad didn't see that huge collaborative attack.
0: Yeah. Well, that's That's been something. Yeah. That's been something that people are perplexed by. And so that's why they're wondering what the hell is actually going on. You know, I feel like with every war though, you never really know what the hell is going on. I mean, it started like, take it back to the Vietnam war and every other war since then, like was the Gulf war about, about 9 11 was it about oil was it about like about oil. Just, yeah i mean we just we never really know for sure but then
1: it only matters but then that begs the it question
0: well but then that begs the question did the u.s do 9 11 or did they just seize the opportunity i said you know what that's the excuse that we needed to go to go raid the gulf
1: and and, and on that one i don't know i don't I'm have sure. any i don't have any alex jones shit on that, yeah. one. that was, that was <laughs> yeah. like look i was barely getting into the military like i was i was a young soldier at that point i wasn't having this level of conversation with people that are at the levels doing I, those talks I, I, I was a, I was an airman in in the air force like i was like i'm gonna fix airplanes motherfucker that was my goal and i wanted to you know chase girls i really wanted fast cars my interests were different back then
0: well you weren't gonna get the fast cars being a soldier were you you had to go entrepreneurial
1: well yeah yeah people yeah.
0: people with jobs don't drive mclarens no. I mean, maybe corporate CEOs like at a certain level, big companies, yeah. They, yeah, they, they but if a you're a C-suite
1: money, employee, that's C-suite employees and entrepreneurs, I consider kind of on the same level. Because look, like if you're a C-suite level employee, you get, in my opinion, the same credit as an entrepreneur gets because you're getting several of the rewards and the income streams and the opportunities without the risk. It's just a trade-off, but uh-huh. you have the skill set to fucking do it. You're just saying, well, I'm more risk averse i I mean if i retire with 10 million dollars in the bank or or 100 million my lifestyle doesn't fucking change so the guy that wants the 100 million in the bank versus me he just likes to play three-dimensional chess i'll play chess either way you're both fucking brilliant
0: the thing about 10 million versus 100 million same lifestyle i mean yeah like yeah i'm not uh, my net worth isn't over 10 million dollars but i can imagine at a certain point all that affords you is a bigger boat an extra lambo like you see these really wealthy guys and they're talking about like, oh, I just bought my eighth Ferrari or eighth yeah. McLaren or whatever. Now I have, used to have 26 cars. Now I have 38. And it's just like, they're just buying more shit because they just need, they don't know even know where to put their money. But
1: they're poor <clears throat> investors
0: or, or they just have so much money that just, they just don't give it out. I mean, Jay Leno has what? Like 200. 200- collectible well
1: and but that's what he likes like that's his hobby too like but but he's probably also a brilliant investor i mean i don't know that could be but like and
0: maybe the collection is the type of thing that's appreciating over time etc although i doubt he's really concerned about like oh one day i might have to sell this car to eat yeah i don't think so right so and at a certain point although
1: with with the administration we have currently maybe like we don't know like (laughs) i'm I'm pretty sure my chihuahua could run this country better
0: Yeah, yeah you probably or at least show up or no 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 where to exit the stage. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Let's shake hands. With nothing. That was that was just incredible, right? When he turned around and shook hands with with a ghost. With I thought with it was anybody. magical.
1: Like it was magical because like I I, I I sat back and I was like, well, we are so successful in this country that we can literally vote for this. Like our options to vote for, I'm so unimpressed with. Like, I am not a Trumper. I, I'm not really a fan. Like, I think that guy talks like a fucking moron. And and I have heard such good things <laughs> he about- talks
0: like, a, like some guy who should be uh, on Comedy Central. Right.
1: No, like <laughs> I've I've heard really good things yeah. about like him as a person from people that actually know him. But like some of the way that he, he uses language to polarize people and to divide people, I'm just like, I, I personally disagree with it. Some people might get offended by my language, but like, I'm not gonna go and, you know, play the you're fired game or like, like any of that shit that, that he does. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, try, I mean, try to
0: big dig people. Yeah.
1: Well, and like, I, I, I don't think there's anybody out there that would argue like he's doing all the things he's doing because he's not enraged. Like he's enraged. He's pissed off. Like, look, if you're really doing it for the country, and 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 maybe if I meet him, he'll convince me differently and he is he's really st- doing it for the country. He's still talking
0: about it'd be great. But like, about the election being stolen right, in like, every
1: speech. That tells me he's in rage. Like, I don't really of want you if your if your main energy is rage to be one of our candidates. I don't want you if your main energy is, I don't know, like amnesia to be one of our fucking candidates <laughs> either. So like I'm like, how do we get <laughs> yeah. here?
0: Yeah. And like
1: all of my Republican friends, like, like it, it, this is so funny about like political people. Like they're like, oh yeah, it's this party or this party. I'm like, dude, that's your fucking religion. I'm like, what? No, Correct. no, that's not my religion. No, that's your religion, bro. Because here's the thing. Religions are about rules. It's what you would kill or die for. And you believe in a party. And and and, and your party doesn't even know that parties are supposed to be fucking fun. How dumb are you? Like, like if I was going to be part of a party, there should be keg stands. <laughs> there should be a wet t-shirt contest. There should be fucking mud wrestling, not hating on people and yelling at people. Like, like make a party fun. Like, you, you even got the fucking party word wrong. <laughs> okay. Like, how stupid are you? Like, it's the wrong religion. Like, and, and they'll be like, oh yeah, no, you can't vote for Biden. He's 78 years old. He won't make it. Well, guess what? It looks like he's going to make it, but he's completely fucking senile at the end. And now he says he wants to run again. And, and, and all of my, 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 my Trumper friends are like, well, yeah, know, that's why we got to vote for Trump. I'm like, but he's going to be 78 now. Yeah.
0: Well, he's he'll, he'll, cognitive he'll
1: decline he'll as well. He'll
0: be 80 by the time he gets into office 84 when he gets out. Right. If he wins, of course. Right. It'd be, yeah. 80 to 84. Yeah. 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 That's not a great age. You know, well, I, I saw this thing, I think, on LinkedIn the other day. It said, Why do we consider people in their 50s and 60s unemployable, yet we have 70 and 80 year olds running our country? Uh huh. Like, what the fuck? What's going on there? Yeah. And did you see the video there? I don't know. I don't know if it's an old video or a new video, but it was going around Instagram recently of this senator, I think he is. And he was given a speech and had a stroke in the middle of the speech and he just like, completely paused and his eyes popped out of his face. I'm like, yeah, that's that's who's running our country. A guy who's having, who's so old, he's having a stroke. Like that guy should be should be taken care of. He should be at home resting, whatever. You know, having getting his vitals checked or something. He shouldn't be out there trying to trying to run. You know, yeah, the Senate. Yeah, but but we elect them. We elect these people.
2: Yeah,
1: like and I mean, they what what well, and What's the other what option? What's uh, the
0: other option? Is you have stop. the kind of the kind of governments that they stop have, electing
1: like, them, you, like well, run a different candidate. Like who though?
0: Who's who's coming up in this next election that you like?
1: You know what? I well, so I I've kind of made a personal decision not to like any politician because if you look at what is a government, a government is a giant organization with a monopoly on on violence. So I'm not going to like anybody that wants to run something like that. But I Damn, can at least that's respect them. Yeah. And, and like, I will respect Vivek Ramaswamy. Okay. Like he seems like a guy that like, he's, he's against the swamp. He's against the ingrained shit. He's not 85 years old. You know what I mean? Trump um, calls him young Vivek. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like <laughs> he, he has a lot of the, everybody. he has a lot of the same good policy ideas that I think Trump had, um, without some of the rhetoric, he has some strong rhetoric, but, and, and, and he's got a little bit of a checkered past. Sure. Like, like, there's some shit in the medical industry sure. that I think Vivek is. Uh,
0: he started a pharmaceutical company, or and, he and took he took a Pharmaceutical company or something.
1: Took it public, sold the shares. It it was like a failed drug from another company, and then he got a hold of it. Like, reviewed some studies from what I saw. Uh, took it public in a different way. Like, like, even though it was a drug that another company had already failed with, he got the same drug, looked at the studies in a different way. And, and anyway, like, and, and look, I'm no lawyer. I'm not judging the guy that that's, that's kind of what I would expect from somebody that wanted to go become a self-made billionaire and a politician. Mm. Okay. So at the same time, if I had to pick between all the candidates, Nikki Haley on the Republican side, literally just said America was attacked by Hamas. It's huh? it's yeah. So, so that means she's an idiot because Israel was attacked by Hamas, not America, Israel. Right. Um,
0: so is she saying that like we're so tightly bonded to Israel that an, an attack on them is an attack on us? That's not. not the words
1: that came out of her mouth. Like, <laughs> okay. and I think like if you're going to, I've on never a even stage, heard of her before now. So I don't. Know she's a. Po- she's a presidential candidate. I, yeah,
0: well, that tells like, you how much I keep up with this stuff.
1: I like Ron DeSantis. I
0: get my politics just when I'm scrolling through Instagram, you know, I, that's how I get my politics. I see I scroll through Instagram, it's an incredible experience. I see titties, I see fast cars, I see boxing, I see Muay Thai knockouts, and I see a little bit of politics in there and some comedians. And it's it's just a great start to the day. You get yeah. to experience so many things at seven in the morning. You're like, holy shit, I just saw you know stuff that 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 hundreds of years ago would take somebody a lifetime to see. I just witnessed it all in like six minutes. What happened? Your cigar, know, key, your cigar yeah, keeps going out. You know what? I think that that's because you you straight up you like you went to straight lighting it and puffing it, and you gotta like roast it a little bit, toast it a little bit roast before little before bit. you start. Okay,
1: so I'm gonna I'm gonna try the roast. I am mean, no
0: expert. Again, this is like my fifth cigar ever. I smoked my first one two months ago, but. Uh, I like these just cause they're short. I don't have to sit there for an hour smoking a cigar, you know, just like you get in, you get out. Oh, geez. Interesting times we we'll live in.
1: Oh, it's great times. I, you know, I, I, I think that people should probably look at the time they're living in the best opportunity and the best time to live in is the time you're in right now. And well,
0: I mean, you, what other choice do you have?
1: That, that, so that's one, but two, um, this time that we're living in right now truly may be the best opportunity that we've ever had financially.
0: Just in our lifetime or Mm -hmm. ever in the history of humanity? Cause it's definitely, we are definitely living in the best of times historically, but I also think it's a great time financially in our lifetimes. Like I'm a millennial. I'm 31. How old are you Preston?
1: 41, 10 years
0: older. Okay. So I'm 31 and I'm thinking, it seems like there's a lot of opportunity out there. Now here's the challenge. Here's the challenge. Okay. You've heard the term. It takes money to make money. It's we're at a point where like long gone are the days of signature loans. You can't just go to the bank and say I have a business idea, I need two hundred thousand dollars. Here's my business. Boom, sign here. There's the money. Go start your business. Those days are gone. That was like that was like the 70s and the 80s. And I know a lot of people who are in their 50s and 60s who who grew up in those times and they were able to start businesses just like that. Now you need capital to start a business. The question is where do you get that capital from? Like I can go to the bank and I've been I've I've been making six figures a year for the last I don't know seven years or something. I'm like I'm doing well. I'm not wealthy, but I'm doing well. And I can go to the bank and tell them I need a quarter million dollars to start a business. They tell me to fuck off. They'll there's, tell me. They'll tell me. Where's your million dollars of collateral so that we can give you a quarter million dollars?
1: There's more money. So one, let me let me let me debunk some points because I I I have 19 businesses today. I'm giving one away so I, I will have 18.
0: Wait, what do you mean um, giving it away? Are you selling it or no, are you I'm giving it away? I'm just giving it away like what
1: yeah i i i I built a company called your best life uh travel i wanted to ask you
0: about that it's an amazing company
1: um but it was taking a lot of time i was doing a lot of coaching uh i was probably giving it 15 to 35 hours a week and 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 it wasn't my biggest income generator but it was like one of my biggest loves okay so i wanted to be a member i wanted to be part of the community it was something i built i am still a member in the community i love the community but for what I do and the money I make from all my other companies it was an expense on my time to keep yeah, personally yeah. doing it I so you. i just gave it to the gal that helped me build it and and to my other partners
0: it's like people who make 500 dollars an hour but and instead of paying somebody whatever 30 bucks an hour to clean their house they spend all fucking day cleaning yeah, their house it's, when, it's crazy. when they could have made 3000 bucks they're like oh i saved 90 dollars like yeah but you could have made 3000 i get you all right
1: but but i mean love the company like that that you know, part of I, I think the deal I made when I when I was exiting I was like, "Hey guys, I'm going to give this to you. I love you guys. Like, I don't want to be involved in the operations. I still want to go on the trips. I still want to be on the calls. I still want to do all the shit with you. you There's most amazing people on earth. Oh. Um, but I don't I don't want to do the work. I want to enjoy it. Like that's kind of become my peer group. That's become my friends. I was like, like I'm getting out, but you got to let me stay a member. Like, right? We'll, we'll still let me stay a member. And and they were like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like like we'll give you a free membership for this year. And like we'll talk about what happens after that. I was like. Fuck yeah, cool. Like let's go. Like and for me, it's not even a pay cut because I can focus my time on other shit that if I go double what I'm doing in Zia. Sure. I, I mean it's it's ten thousand X over over what you can fucking do coaching somebody. Like, like, you know, you go coach somebody, what are they gonna pay you? Twenty five hundred a month, five thousand a month, twenty thousand a month. Okay, close one new build. It's more. Yeah you know what i mean like what if you can build a machine that closes an extra 50 new builds a month because you go into austin or new brunfels it's way more yeah there's charities i want to support there's things i want to do like that's going to require more money and and i want to go and get that so that i can do those things so that i can help people that i care about that i could support the churches i like so that i can go out and like you know show my kids what's fucking possible and maybe hopefully a few other people along the way too like like, and, and you're not going to do that unless you're valuing your time. So, like, right. I want to value my time partying with them, not working in the company. Okay, fair enough. But with 18 companies, I can tell you a fact. It does not take money to make money. Like, that is such bullshit. But I hear that all the fucking time.
0: So, I've heard that from Dan Pena. He says he's got guys in his program that will buy a company for a dollar and then sell it for $10 million.
1: Yeah. How, though? Okay. I bought Zia Homes for negative 50 grand.
0: <laughs> what does that even mean?
1: I took it over, <laughs> and the owner of the company paid me fifty grand to take it. What? It had three hundred grand in debt to his subs because there was a bunch of problems. So I made him loan me the three hundred grand to pay back the subs that they were behind on payments to. So, I mean, he was a wealthy guy, and he'd let a CEO that was not doing a good job run the okay. So he paid That's me such fifty a grand, loaned me three hundred. I, I took the loan of three hundred, fixed the company, paid back the loan. Eventually, I gave him the fifty grand back too. I'm not a dick. Okay. And and that company (laughs) now has a decamillion dollar balance sheet because we've made a lot of money. And if I go value it on its income, value it just on like net income. Like, and that's how you value businesses is you you take a multiple of income, right? Especially a business you don't have to work in day to day. Like I can be here hanging out with you because I don't have to be there every day. I've got a great team doing it. So say your multiple is six X or eight X or eight and a half X or whatever. And say your income's 10 million a year. Well, that's an $85 million company. So if I got paid 50 grand to take it, which I gave back. So I guess I, I just got it for free. Right. And it's now let's deal. say it's making 10 million a year just for round numbers. Cause I don't really want to disclose what I'm truly making. Sure. Then it's an $85 million company.
0: Yeah. If it's an eight and
1: a half multiple, if it's a six multiple, it's a $60 million company. Where do you get the multiple from? Why eight and, and a market? half? The market. That's the market. No different than you do a market for a house. Like, you're going to base the house on what other houses have sold for. You're going to you base know, the business on what other companies... Like, you know, got to think, like, there's other major players in the world, right? Hold on. Let me get So, it.
0: but let's let's get a little bit more... Let's talk more on a population level, right? Because that's, like, one scenario of one thing that happened in one person's life where okay. you're able to buy this company for that kind of deal. If you're, let's say... I know, I know you were recently, you're speaking at LVADP, and you go around, you give talks and, and, and seminars. Is that is that fair to say? You can give yeah. seminars? So. And somebody, you've got some young guy who's as hungry and driven as, and intelligent as they come. And he's 24 years old, let's say. And um, he's got no money. In fact, he's got tuition debt. He just got out of college. And he wants to start a business. Right. And he's like, Preston, I want to start a business. This is my idea. This is what I want to do. I want to be a home builder or I want to be a house flipper. I got no fucking money. How do I do it?
1: Uh, so if you want to be a house flipper, it's all about the deal. Like, you find a good deal. Like, so, so if you go out and you tell somebody like you're going to be a house flipper, that doesn't mean shit. Go find a house to flip. That actually means shit. Okay. And, and, and what I mean by that is you gotta, you gotta go be like, okay, well, who's going to sell a house for cheap? Like nobody would sell a house for cheap unless they really needed to get out. So you got to figure out, okay, well, who's the customer? Well, people that are either maybe a probate, death, drugs, disease, divorce. So there's these forties of real estate, right? Like, so. Yeah that's your customer to find a deal so then you go and you find out okay well this is the customer that might sell the house to me okay and then i gotta go find all the contractors to fix the house i gotta find a lender to loan me money to buy the house like if you find a great deal on a house like let's use a round number like say a two hundred thousand dollar house and you can buy that thing for a hundred and repair it for 40 yeah i will loan you a hundred percent of the money you need all fucking day because yeah
0: is hard money still a viable option though in this market with these
1: interest rates of course it is yeah, if you're going to make 60 grand and you're going to finance for fucking three months, who cares if you pay me two grand a month?
0: Maybe I'm just looking in the wrong places because I've been searching for like four or five months for a house that I can make that kind of profit on. And the one I'm in right now, I do expect to make a. Are you trying to buy a
1: house for you? Are you trying to buy, like, are you wanting a long profit or a short profit? Short profit. Okay. So you're looking in the wrong places.
0: Re- I mean, com. <laughs> very wrong places.
1: Yeah. Very wrong places. Yeah. So most deals are not going to be on the MLS. Okay. Um, Like I would be talking to probate attorneys. I would be talking to divorce attorneys. I would be talking to different folks that are in those worlds where those pain sources are. And and then you'll find a deal. Right. And if you don't want to take the time to do that, find wholesalers. Like you wholesalers are a diamond dozen. You can find 50 of them fucking Googling, like go online and look for the, we buy homes cash ads. Uh Most of those people don't buy homes. Most of those people pretend they buy homes and they get contracts and then they sell contracts to the people that actually buy homes Uh at five or 10 grand more. So go find one of them and then go vet the fucking deal. Make sure that they didn't negotiate a bad deal. There are wholesalers that don't know how to value a deal, but when you vet the deal, have a good realtor friend be like, holy fuck, dude, like this deal is like hundred grand for a 200000 dollars house and needs 30 grand of repairs. Fuck yeah, buy it, bro. Like that's a deal. And 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 say it's 110 and it needs 30 grand. Okay. Who gives a shit? Like fucking buy it. Pay six or 10 grand worth of interest. You still made money. Like in, in business, it's it's all about like one return on marketing okay cost of customer acquisition how much does it cost me to get this customer oh uh-huh. okay like I, c- I can give you sherry's number like like look who's texting me right now sherry that's funny who's sherry uh sherry runs and trust capital funding she also finds houses to wholesale okay. then she loans people the money to buy the fucking house okay she sells three to five houses a month i'll give you her number before we leave you can call her when she has a good deal buy it okay and then get her to loan you the money do you think if she's the one making the loan that she's going to make sure it's a good deal? Would she loan money on a bad fucking deal? Doubt it. It's her money. <laughs> she's not going to loan her money on a bad fucking deal. Right. So if she's willing to even make the loan, it's probably a decent deal. Make sense? Yeah. yeah. So, so there's ways to kind of bet it and make sure it's safe. Now, now. You should still not just go trust anyone. Like, I mean, even though I, Sherry's very trustworthy, should you go trust Sherry? Well, she's trying to make herself a profit. So have your real estate agent or your expert or whoever you're working with, review it, review the fucking data. Like, and if you have a business idea, like let's, let's go away from flipping home. Cause flipping homes are really easy.
0: Well, it's a very, uh, it's, it's a very appealing thing, Yeah. whether it's because of TV or because people make it sound easy. Cause they're like, oh yeah, I just flipped the house and made 30 grand and now I'm in uh, vacationing vacation in Costa Rica. Yeah. People are like, oh, I want to do that instead of being tied to a desk all day.
1: Yeah. And, and if they're in vacation in Costa Rica, cause they flipped a house, they're stupid. Go flip a hundred <laughs> and then go on vacation. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I always see, like, it's so funny working with real estate agents. Like, I mean, they, they start having these like curves and they're like, I closed eight deals this month. I'm rich. And they uh, take fucking three months off. Uh, and they don't realize that when they took three months off, they lost their entire pipeline. Yep. Then they have to come back and start all over again. Like, dude, go take a week off for sure. Have a week. Don't lose your pipeline. Like, oh.
0: Yeah. Even in a week, man. Like it, like it, me being in sales. I mean, if I'm off for a week, if I'm somewhere vacationing for a week, I, I still have my phone on me if, if yeah. a client needs me. Because that that week, that that one phone call, that one text message that somebody sends me that I don't get get back to them. Uh, it, it, get back to them on that text quickly. Maybe that's the day where my competitor steps in, and the doctor says, "You know what? Well, that guy's not answering. This guy's here. Let me just try his product."
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, Realtors, and so
0: though, cool. man—like, Realtors are, are. Oh my God, man! I've worked with so many Realtors in my life, and, oof, nine out of ten of them. I mean, just boy, dumber than a bucket of shrimp. I mean, Probably it, 19 out of it, twenty. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's incredible. And
1: I own a real estate company, and I'm—I'm not—I'm not like we. We had It's hard to find a good realtor. We had probably maybe even when we talked the first time, I probably had two hundred and fifty realtors. I think I probably have sixty of to, these today. Uh-huh. Like uh, about six months ago.
0: I'll, t- I'll tell you real quick, I'll, I'll give a shout out to my realtor in San Antonio, Beth Smarsik. And the reason I think she's the gold standard of realtors is she was the first realtor I've ever I've ever seen who talked me out of maybe five houses. Oh uh, when I was looking for a house out there, like she's just fantastic. She's like, I'd send her a house. Beth, I really like this house. Nope, not that builder. Beth, I really like this house. Ah, I don't know about that neighborhood. I don't think so. If it was 25 grand less in that neighborhood, I'd say go for it. But at that price, that neighborhood, nope, we're not doing it. Beth, what about this house? No, I don't like the way the whatever. Like she would just, she would, she would turn my attention to things that I would have never even thought of. And I'm like, well, that's what, that's why I need her. That's why I need a realtor to tell me to make sure I'm getting a good deal. Not to just sell me a house and close a contract, take commission and walk away.
1: That industry went to shit. And, and the reason that, and, and I'm glad you found a good one. In fact, the best ones are consultants. The best ones are going to advise you because like, I don't care if you're a realtor. I don't care if you're an investment advisor. I don't care what the fuck you do. You're an advisor. Like you're helping somebody with their money, with their life, with their finances, with all of that, right? And, and that industry got flipped on its ass. The commercial real estate industry is, is just fine today. The residential real estate industry is completely broken. You know why? Hmm. Because the residential real estate industry gave their data away. You want to know why BlackRock is going to buy all the houses? Because the MLS, which the realtors used to own and control, is now public. It's online. You used to have to go to the realtors to get it. You don't get everything unless you pay LoopNet, unless you pay CoStar in the commercial world. So the residential realtors gave away their data. Now let's look at the real, the legal structure of real estate. The legal structure of real estate, to really boil it down and make it simple, is the client works with the broker. The broker carries all the liability. The client works with the broker. The realtor works for the broker as a fiduciary to the broker. So the broker has a fiduciary to the client. And the realtor has a fiduciary to the broker and by default to the client. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Well, when they gave away their data, brokers gave away their power. When they gave away their power, now it became realtor working for client. Broker, client's never going to even deal with them, interact with them or anything else. And, and broker is realtor's bitch. Realtor works with client. Even though the legal structure still says, client works with broker, realtor works for broker, it's now switched to realtor works with client, broker works for realtor. So the entire paradigm has shifted, but the legal structure hasn't shifted and and it's going to cause problems and there's going to be more fraud and there's going to be more of a, I mean, this is why like, you know, I mean, the CFPB has got it all wrong. They're going after all the lenders. I mean, this is the most heavily regulated market like there is like the lenders are not the problem. Like there's so many problems in the realtor space because you have a bunch of people that have the power to like go into your home, show your home, but they don't have the education to educate you on what's good. What's not good. Most realtors wouldn't even know how to tell you a velocity study in the market. Like, oh yeah, go do the comps. Well, what's a comps? Well, comps are going to show you the average value. Well, great. How many homes sold there in the last six months? Right. Oh, well, well three. Oh, okay. So 0.5 a month. How many homes are on the market? 30. Oh, mm-hmm. so maybe these
0: prices are not exactly what,
1: what, what so, uh, th- they y- seem to gotta be. you got to add layers to your data yes. management, yes. and they don't know how to do it. No. It takes, what, a few weeks to get a real estate license and an online course? It's a joke. Yeah, And it's an industry where they're taking 6% of people's money. Yeah, which, I, which, I, which, I, which money. I struggle with. I feel like
0: that's coming down, though. I feel like people have been pushing back on that a little bit. Well, it, I know somebody who's actually in the process of getting their real estate license right now, and they're telling me that that's something that they've been covering in in, in the course right now. Which is like people are pushing for the fives and the fours because the six, especially with the 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 astronomical jump in real estate properties in the last few years. Oh, yeah. people are like, well, the six percent doesn't make sense anymore because the average house in El Paso. Last time you were on the podcast, we talked about this. I think the average house in El Paso was one hundred seventy five, hundred eighty thousand yeah. dollars. Now what's Medians the median? Two
1: sixty as of when I checked about two weeks ago and the average sales price was 283
0: so gone up by about 100
1: grand you know, a little over 100 grand on the yeah. average sales price this this last year or it, one so.
0: of the one of the things that's been happening in all Paso. The, the, i but, know but check ha- this out i want to okay. I, I do want to yeah, say yeah, this yeah,
1: because yeah. great agents are worth every fucking penny mm-hmm. like i i i had an agent i'm gonna i'm gonna give him no i'm not he asked me not to mention but he doesn't even work for my brokerage my wife and i were looking for a lot and we wanted to find something on the mountain gated community he found us something in uh I think it's Estancia State Coronado, that gated community up by, by, by the Coronado Country Club. Gorgeous. Mm. Lot, the Land was developed in the 1980s. There's still like three lots left in the neighborhood. He got me one of them. And he got me one of them at an amazing price, amazing deal, amazing everything. He was in the know. I know the guy charged 6%. I would have been happy to pay him fucking uh-huh, more than uh-huh. that. Yeah. He was worth every penny. Yeah, and, and I literally did a meeting for some of my agents and I was like, man, I would pay him again. I would hire him again. The guy's a fucking badass because he was not a realtor. He was a consultant. Oh. He knew exactly how to find me what I wanted. He showed me like four houses that he was like, dude, here's four houses we could like bulldoze. And then you got the perfect lot. And 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 because they're a distress sale, they're like probate deals. I was like, bro, nobody's had this idea. Like I'm pretty good in the real estate business. Like That's I build good. hundreds of homes a year. I've never thought of this. Like I buy hundreds and hundreds of lots. I've never thought... What a fucking G, But he was a consultant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, God, bless. I wish he would let me just blow him up because I, I would love to say his name to everyone, even though he doesn't work for me. Yeah, he's an amazing guy. So that guy, I'd, fuck, I'd pay him six percent all day long. Yeah. Most of them, he probably don't deserve two. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that.
0: You know, going back to Beth, like she would do this thing where we'd go look at a house, and she'd be like, okay, there's some things about this house that I like but there's one thing that I really don't like. She'd be like, I'm not gonna tell you what it is. Just do the walkthrough and then see what you think. Let me know. And then sometimes I'll be like, well, it's it's the whatever. And she'd be like, yeah, yeah, I think so too. Like if I spotted it, she'd be like, okay, yeah, we, we both saw the same issue. If I didn't, she'd, she'd tell me, it's like, well, I don't really like that. It's not a huge deal, whatever. But uh, there, are, there are, I mean, it's, it's hard. That's going back to what I said earlier. It's hard to find good help because you get a realtor. They walk into a house, show you a house. And they're like, well, this is the kitchen. I'm like, well, gee, you know, it took like a fucking genius to figure that out. <laughs>
1: this is the bathroom. Yeah. There's a toilet in there, girl. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. How, how,
0: like, well, gee, you, know, how did you, how were you able to figure that one out? And if they would, it, you know,
1: I I know so many, and and so like, I don't want to knock the industry necessarily because I know so many that are so good. Sure. There's so many of that course. are so good, but the, it's 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 the problem is the number of the ones that are not good. Yeah. And yeah. the problem is the legal structure has not changed, but the industry has changed, and and brokers have lost their courage to stand up and say, no, we're just going to do things the right way or not at all. Like there probably needs to be some kind of, and I hate to say this class action lawsuit and, and, and get to the Texas Supreme court or the Supreme court and, and, and shift this to, because that would protect the consumer. And that's what really needs to happen is the consumer needs to be protected. Like fiduciary needs to become a thing. Like if, if, if you go to an attorney they're a fiduciary. If you go to a doctor, they're a fiduciary. Like if you go to a real estate agent, that's the largest single person that most per- people are ever, it's the largest purchase you're going to make for most Americans. Yeah. The the largest hold of wealth in America is households. And, and, and we're trusting people that went to a six week course and paid Zillow, maybe a thousand bucks and got a lead And made, what you hired them. Cause they were sweet.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or they were
1: recommended or, the recommended something. ones probably are maybe a better way to go than, than sweet.
0: Maybe. Um, <clears throat> I want to show you this house because this is one of one of your houses actually. Oh, nice. Um, and I wanted to buy it when I, when I moved back to El Paso, I was trying to buy it, but I couldn't, they told me like, Oh, this one's already sold. And, <laughs> and the, the next one that we're building is not going to have all the bells and whistles. And I was like, fuck, but I want all the bells and whistles. I'll show you. It's a
1: gorgeous house. Most of our bro. houses have all the bells and whistles. Where well,
0: were you looking? Ah, uh, this <clears> one was, uh, you know, that new development, Enchanted uh, uh, something. Oh, like, yeah. like Far West Side, where, where okay. the new development is.
1: So, so one thing, bro. Tell me. Like, if you want one of mine, uh-huh. like we're friends. Okay. Just fucking message me. All right, I will. Like, <laughs> like and, and, and just have an attorney review your contract and fucking, like, I will, I will give you the friend deal.
0: All right, deal. Let's see if you have uh, if this thing's still available. I mean, just it's just taking me a second to pull it up, but it's a gorgeous house, man. Gorgeous house. And these pictures are not going to be on, in order because I just saved them to my desktop. But oh
1: uh, well, hold on, that's not a part of it.
0: Sorry for the people listening. This is taking a while, but uh, I'm getting there.
1: You know what? Huh. Actually, I'm going to have you do me a favor, bro. Tell me, go on a rant for two minutes while I
0: let's do that. Let's take a two minute break.
1: Sorry about that. Nature calls if you don't listen. Yeah, you the most embarrassing podcast.
0: <laughs> that would be pretty bad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, First guy to piss himself on my podcast. <laughs> right.
0: Uh, well, here it is. I want to put it on the screen so that you can uh, see it. Too.
1: Let's see. Let's see what you got here. All right. It's gonna take a second. Okay. So let Ooh. me let me let me give you like a little bit of uh, real estate info right now. Like if you're in the buying market, okay, and uh-huh. and this is a really good thing if you're looking at new homes because because obviously you're looking at one of mine, okay. Mm-hmm. And this is not for you. This is for all buyers. Okay. Who are the best people to get deals in a neighborhood? I don't know. But
0: uh, hey, hey, let's just go through the pictures real quick. Hold that thought if you don't mind. This is one of yours,
1: right? No, I think that's actually, uh, if I'm correct, I think that's, look at that. I don't know whose that is. The, the,
0: the dual color kitchen cabinets, that's, that's a new thing.
1: Yeah. And that's not mine. You, really? No. I man, don't think so. I was, I'm i
0: pretty sure I asked and they told me it was Zia.
1: No, I'm pretty sure that's, uh, that's Point Home. That's Point Home. My buddy Carlos really? builds those. And they're fucking gorgeous, man. He builds a great house. Okay. Great house. And, and honestly, like I think Carlos has some of the best designs. Of I was going to put the studio building. there. Oh, yeah. Dude, no. He, he does such a great job with his design. He does such a great job.
0: I think it's super cool. The he, lines in the, in the floor and the ceiling. Oh yeah. Some people told me that's a bit much, but for me, I think that's just, no. I think it's sexy. Gorgeous.
1: No. And he does a great job. He, so if I was not a builder. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and, and say like my company didn't exist, I would buy a point. Yeah. Like I just, I think his taste is so good. That like ass. he's just, he, I love that. You know, like
0: that right there. Come yeah. On.
1: Yeah. So I think some of the best designs in El Paso from builders, like design wise point is, is awesome. Z is awesome. Icon. Awesome. Colors. Awesome. Like, like if I'm shopping for houses, those are probably my four go-tos for different reasons, right? Like some of his Spanish stuff is amazing. And the way he does color combos, God, I love what he does. Like, like I just, Now, if I'm going to Zia, bro, those high ceilings, like some of the little nuances, like the details, all the soft clothes cabinets, like there's no other builder in town that comes with a fucking bidet. Like we live in America. Yeah, that's we make monster trucks for fun, but yet we have toilet paper (laughs) shortages during COVID. It's really (laughs) fucking stupid. Like, like so, the the smartest houses are Zia. Okay, like they're like they're just fucking smart. Everything can be done with your phone. Like you pay your pre wire company to come and set it up and everything is bought smart it's just amazing right yeah. like so that's kind of the seal like points designs i love uh colors like he just does such classy stuff like yeah. i mean a little more traditional than point but like they're very classy i love them and like there's nothing undone like like even when you walk up it's got a little travertine here a little like like just if the stone comes up to a little t- it's just gorgeous stuff icon they're so creative like they always have something new. Mm. And if you've ever like, <clears throat> like my wife's a designer and I admire designers. Is designer
0: the same as architect? No,
1: no, 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 no. So a designer is probably your, your colors. An architect is probably like your structure, okay. your details of like, how is this? Like they're, they're going to make sure like, okay, well, how's the room going to feel from a space standpoint? They're going to design that. Whereas the designer is going to pick, like, okay, well, we'll put this type of, you know, six wall concept with the tray ceilings, and we'll make them match the floor. And so your designer is going to probably be more on the tile choices and what type of ceiling art and what color cabinets. Whereas your architect is going to make sure the space is right, gotcha. you know, or your drafts. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, no, great house.
0: Yeah, yeah, it looks badass. Too bad I couldn't get it.
1: <laughs> wow you know that that's because you're meant to have a zia bro come see me. <laughs>
0: yeah 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 i'll hit you up i'm like i said i'm getting ready to sell mine here soon i just got to finish renovating the bathroom the same one i early. saw you're no again? no i sold that one when i left el paso okay yeah because i used to have my studio in my house uh now i'm renting a space i guess i'm moving up in the podcasting world but no I, yeah i sold that one when i left el paso made a little bit of money on it lost a little bit of money on the one i sold in san antonio because the market over there was was cooling a bit. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know how it's doing now. I've been gone for a few months, but uh, yeah, it was cooling a little bit. And I overpaid when I bought it because when I went there, it was super hot. It was super competitive. I had to overpay by 30 grand to get that damn house. Yeah, which is, you know, I thought that was pretty bad until I talked to a friend of mine who moved from Santa Barbara, California to Oregon around the same time that I moved. And he had to pay 130 grand above asking to get his house. And then I heard this guy the other day talking about in LA, he got outbid by 1.2 million on a house. Like, what the fuck is going on? Who? And
1: he's got three homeless guys living in his front yard.
0: Well, yeah, that's a separate issue.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Did you hear they want to? They want to. Um, uh, what, what's what's it called? What's the word? They they want to have uh, brackets for utility bills. So like, if you make X amount of money, you're going to pay more on the electric bill. If you if you make less money, you're going to pay less. It's it's not it's irrespective of usage. It's just like based on your tax based on based on your income level.
1: I have not heard that. I'm not surprised.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, they yeah, will do
1: yeah. anything to send all of their wealthy people to Texas. Like, I am such a fan of Gavin Newsom. Like, I sneak down there and vote for him during every election. <laughs> the reason is I want him to stay in power so he keeps sending all of his home buyers down here to Texas so they could buy my products. It's hilarious. I, I love him.
0: Cash above asking. Uh, <laughs> Dude, yeah. Preston crazy. wants half a million dollars. We'll give him 650 <laughs> uh, I guess so. Yeah, well, you know, it works out for you until they start voting that way over here and then they turn this place
1: into yeah, a shit then, hole. then we leave. They're Where already to? voting that way here. Where to? Where would you go? San Antonio oh
0: no i'm talking about texas yeah well i mean it'll take a lot for texas to become california but uh never say never give it uh, give it 10 years everything changes
1: everything changes but you know what florida a bunch of new yorkers moved there they got more red is that right so they went in the opposite direction maybe maybe the folks leaving are not the ones that vote that way
0: so let me ask you this. Last time you were on the podcast, we talked about renting versus owning and what Grant Cardone always says about why would you buy? You should put your money to work, just rent. Um, and you went through an, an analysis of why why it's the, the wiser choice is to, in fact, buy, not rent. Is that still the case today or,
1: or has that changed? I don't know. It's, it's, it's probably more the case. So <clears throat> renting, like right now, it's actually probably cheaper to rent than to buy. Okay. So like, let's, let's just use a round number. Like if you go buy a 2,600 square foot or 2,400 square foot house, brand new, you're probably going to pay what? Three grand a month. Let's just gauge with the rates. And, and, and obviously I'll put the disclaimer. I'm not quoting interest rates. I'm not a mortgage under whatever. Right. Like, <laughs> but like, let's like say you're going to pay three grand, you might still be able to rent that house for like 2,100, 2,200, maybe even 2000. So there's a huge disparity between renting and buying. Right. Well, <clears throat> If you look at that, that is a cost of 12,000 a year at at the worst case to buy versus rent, right? So the question is, why would you buy? And the answer is inflation, Mm -hmm. okay? Now inflation, it's not based on the house. It's based on the the money system. It's based on supply and demand. And, And let me explain it. In 08, the banks bailed out, not the builders, they bailed out the banks. And they left the builders high and dry. The but the builders in 08 were like, okay, well, fuck you. We're not going to do that again. We're no longer going to build a home and have that many specs out on the market and take those risks. We'll build less and we'll have higher margins. Margins have gone up for builders since that time because it used to be like, okay, well, you know, we'll build a house and there'll be a buyer for it. We'll build a house. There'll be a buyer for it. And that, the government basically incentivized that. And, and, and if you go back to... Uh, Clinton's days, he repealed the Glass-Steagall Act that was put in place in the 1930s. He he combined commercial uh, or, or, you know, deposit and investment banking, which had been separated in America, unlike the rest of the world since the 1930s. Uh, he gave all these bankers that effectively, if you want to knew how to drive a Ferrari or knew how to drive a Hyundai, a Ferrari, they loaned lots of money. There was lots of fraud in these derivatives around mortgage-backed securities. There was a huge crisis. And when the government came in because they repealed that act, which is what caused the crash of 08, everybody thinks it was Bush. No, it was Clinton when he repealed the Glass-Steagall Act. And that's what boomed the economy. And then it crashed during Bush. We all blamed Bush because we're dumb and we don't know history and we don't understand the, the, what, what really cause and effect works with. And uh, so the builders said, okay, well, fuck you. Like you you bailed out the wrong guys. We're not going to build much. So America, since that time, has produced 1.7 million household needs every year. The builders in America, added all together, have produced on average 1.2 million houses every year, leaving a half million unit disparity every year. Pre-COVID, like right around 2018, 2019 timeframe, there was about 5 million too few houses in America covid hits supply chain shortage you can't build enough houses because there's not enough electricians there's not enough plumbers we've told everybody go be a tech entrepreneur go be a pharmaceutical rep no offense like but, but <laughs> don't go be a fucking electrician or a plumber now your plumber who fucking fixes your toilet makes more than your doctor oh, who insane. fixes your heart right yeah, that's like why i supply learned and I that shit myself yeah exactly so i mean it, it's just it's so fucking interesting like so all that inflation that happened during COVID where, where there was actually less production than there needed to be, because that demand, that inflation was necessary. Like it was, it was delayed, but when, when COVID happened and already had to go and stay in their houses, some of that inflation was supply chain. Some of that inflation was government printing too much money. <clears throat> and some of that inflation was just pent up demand that when it got dusted off, it was like, oh shit, this needed to happen. Right. And so the problem here is that 5 million units. We couldn't build enough during COVID because of the supply chain shortages. So it compounded it. Then you add in the migration from high tax states to low tax states, California to Texas, New York to Florida, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that compounded the housing shortage even worse in our areas. Yeah. Then, regardless of your politics on the issue, like the open border, but these, this is not added into the numbers. Do you think that all these people coming up from Central and South America came here to be fucking homeless? Or do they want a house too? They want somewhere to live too. So now that housing shortage is fucking extreme. So yes, we have very high interest rates. Yes, the housing market has bottomed out, even though it's still much higher than it was before COVID, huh? And that bottom, they're probably not gonna raise rates much more. If they do, it'll be one more quarter basis point raise. Uh, And they'll probably pivot in the next three to nine months where they're actually going to start going down a little bit. And then you're going to see houses take off. For every interest rate point that goes down, you have 5 million new buyers who have been priced out of the market, added to the pool. This is going to cause a resurgence of inflation. So let's assume in housing that there is an inflation of only 4%, which would be low considering real estate prices double every 20 years it'd be low because what we see every 20 years is at least 5% a year. And when there's huge supply and demand disparity, it's going to be more like 7%. But let's say it's only 4%. Well, then that disparity between rent and your mortgage, that $1,000 you thought you were fucking saving, you just got back in equity at 4%. If right. it's 7%, which is what we're predicting, then on that $300,000 house that, yeah, you rented to save 12 grand, You made 21,000 in equity. You would have been proud of that on a stock. (laughs) You would have been proud of that on a fucking insurance policy or a mutual fund or a bond. But on your house, you're like, duh, it's a bad time to buy. That's fucking dumb. Like, spend more on the mortgage. You're not married to the mortgage. You're married to the fucking house. Buy the house and capture that, dude, the the appreciation and inflation. And then then here's the other mistake, and, and, and I'm not knocking you, but we haven't talked enough. Don't sell the houses rent them out even a loss you're getting depreciation advantages on taxes okay you're, you're getting like you know if the rates go down and you can refi that shit rental income as well yeah and, and when you offset rental income with depreciation it's like you made money but you didn't really make money this is why the rich <laughs> stay rich okay so you got cash flow but you you didn't have to pay for it yeah because the irs allows you to depreciate assets Biden tried to get rid of that, and all the big donor class got after him and was like, "Oh hell, no, you don't. We'll never elect you again." And it's funny to me, his party somehow outfundraises the Republican Party every year. <laughs> so who's the party of the rich if the Democrats outphase outfundraise the Republicans? And I'm not Republican. I'm just I look at the fucking numbers, right, right I don't like either of them. I think they're all idiots. I'm an independent sitting in the middle thinking for myself saying, "Wow, those guys are dumb. These guys can't agree on anything, yeah. yeah eight fucking republicans got together with all of the democrats and threw the speaker of the house out now we need to go fight two wars even though i don't necessarily agree with that either uh and we don't have a speaker of the house so we can't pass any legislation they're blaming it on the republicans the eight of them even though every democrat voted for, to get rid of the speaker <laughs> it's, so, it's so fucking awesome dude like we we and, 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 like so i'm an independent i just watch the numbers and i'm like oh we're dumb Wow. We're, we're super dumb. Okay. Okay. I was wrong. Super duper dumb. Like it's, it's, it's fun to watch, dude. There's going to be so much fucking inflation over the next 10, 20 years. So if you get a house, keep it. Why do you think BlackRock and all these companies want to own 60% of housing?
0: Well, cause they know that the could be an inflation hedge, or it could be just because then they can do whatever the fuck they want with the prices.
1: Yes and yes, but if they do whatever the fuck they want with the prices and you own some of the other 40%, don't you ride that market too? You do. So where would that be a good way to invest? I Every mean, single way. Yeah. yeah. As lo- look, am I telling people if you can't afford it, go invest? No. What I'm telling people is buy low, sell high. If you're at the bottom of the market, the time is now. Yeah, but isn't
0: the market high now? You're saying it's gonna get a lot higher.
1: The market's gonna go way up. I do not think the market can go down anymore.
0: But it already is cooling in Austin, San Antonio. Oh, okay, okay, Dallas. okay.
1: Well, I'm 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 specific to El Paso where we're sitting right okay, now. Okay, okay. Like, like yeah, well, because so El Paso El Paso I mean, every building, month this year has gone
0: up. Because you're building a shitload in the northeast right now, right? Fuck
1: yeah. Yeah, you yeah. and
0: Paul Foster is building like ten thousand houses out there.
1: He's, he's doing lots and land development and he's keeping some rentals. And I mean, I'm not doing anywhere near what he's doing. I think I got like 96, 97 lots. He's, he's got 10,000. He's he's he's, a billionaire. He's going a little bigger than, than, than little old (laughs) Preston, but you know, I'm trying to keep up. I, I think he's pretty awesome. So he's El Paso's only
0: billionaire. Are you going to become El Paso's second billionaire? Um,
1: I don't know. And I don't know that I care. Like, like I, and, and when. When I look at billionaire, decamillionaire, millionaire, I look at like, I'm going to die. What's the life I led? What's the ways I gave back? Could I end as a billionaire? Yeah. But my goal is not what I make. It's how much I give. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I, I heard that a, I don't know, it was a year or two years ago, whatever. I'm bad on past dates, but it was so inspiring. Like if your goal. It's about how much can I give versus how much can I make? The magic is you do make a lot more. Your lifestyle does become a lot better. But when you start giving more, oh, wow. Like, like it's. That's what
0: Dan Penny always says. He's like, but first you have to make a lot of money. Then you can give it away. He's right. Like, but if you, if you don't make money, you can't do shit. Well, yeah. You, like can't, never... you can't save the rainforest. You can't, you can't help the poor. You
1: can't take care of your mom. You can't do shit. You have to make money first. Make lots of money. Yeah. Go make lots of money. Earning money is slavery, like creating money. Like if God made us in his image, was he a creator or an earner? If you're an earning money, you're a slave. Like go fucking create wealth and support what you love. And, and what's funny is you'll like create more wealth and more wealth and more wealth and you'll do amazing things with it. And yes, money won't buy you happiness. It won't. But poverty is a really stupid fucking idea too. <laughs> so what yeah. if we took the better road? What if we looked at you. money as like hammer? Well, if you're a carpenter, it's a pretty fucking important thing to have a hammer. And if you live in a capitalist world, which we do, regardless of what government you're under, except for maybe North Korea, you live in a capitalist world. You should probably go focus on making money so that you can do the stuff you want with it because it's important. I agree.
0: Well, you have a lot of good sayings. And one of them is. Money doesn't buy happiness, but neither, the, neither does poverty. So you might as well be rich. Well, you know, look, I mean, years ago, there was this thing that was popularized, I think, by Oprah. I don't know if she's the one who started it, but everybody was quoting her, where she said, um, you don't need more than $150,000 a year to be happy. Or like, it's so- something to the effects of, if you make $150,000 a year, more money will not bring you more happiness. And I think, in in I think the idea behind that is like, once you are making enough money, to stave off misery, why do you need more money? Is it just to buy another car? Is it to buy a bigger house? Does it just become about possessions more and more? Well, I think for some men, it's because we're just hyper-competitive and we want to make more than our neighbor because, you know, what the fuck? Like, he just has, like, he made $2 million a year. I only made 1.8. I need to make 2.5. I need to make more than him because it just becomes a competition because that is the game of capitalism, right? I mean, it is a game there are rules and you play the game and people generally who play the game best are going to make the most money
1: yeah so it but, becomes a competition but all the really rich people i know like money rich don't care about money
0: i know i keep looking at the camera by the way i'm i'm listening to you but it's driving me fucking crazy because It's just it won't the focus is off for whatever reason. So the screen is kind of dark. I'm sorry,
1: and I'm not that cute. Don't don't worry about it. (laughs) Like if I was sitting over here I'm trying to figure out what the hell it's doing. You know, looking way prettier than I do on an average day, then I would understand. (laughs) But you don't have to worry about my vanity. I don't give a shit. All right. Um Yeah. yeah, bro. Like I don't know anyone who has made significant wealth that wealth is actually their mission. Like I know a lot of people that wealth is their mission and they wind up really miserable, but they're not normally very wealthy. Yeah. Isn't it
0: funny how that works that to, to actually, to become really wealthy, you have to be motivated by something other than wealth. Fair. Like, like this is, this is the thing I, I had this conversation with a friend of mine the other Show day. Picture. Well, I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day and he goes, he goes, man, like, well, why does Elon work so much? Why doesn't he just enjoy his money? And I told him, I said, man, the fact that you asked that question means you'll never be that rich. Yeah. Because you don't get it. You think like, oh, I'm gonna make money so that I can go on vacation to some tropical country and drink margaritas all fucking day. But the people who become rich, they're not motivated by going to the beach drinking margaritas. They're motivated by by the next project.
1: So last time I was on your show. Yeah. I was. I think my dad had passed fairly recently. Okay. It was 2020. My dad had passed in 2019. And I'd hit this like pivot life point turn. When I was seven years old, like my dad got cheated and, and that made money the meaning of life for me. And I went and I was ruthless and I was cutthroat and I chased money. I don't know if you remember this. I was, I was thin, but even back then I had like a little beer gut, right? You have abs now. Yeah. Congratulations. We're yeah. going to talk about
0: that. I don't fucking work out. At all? At all. Well, how'd you get abs? I don't, I don't mean to take you off track. We'll get to know. that in a minute. But well,
1: like, here, like I want to I show you something because there's okay. money problems and there's life problems. Okay. And okay. you get rid of the money problems because you have abundance. You get two hands for life problems and yes. many hands I make the light work so like here's me in 2017 which i think was six fucking years ago okay i don't even look like the same fucking guy
0: is that a is that a mfp shield you're holding there
1: that was my, my wife bought okay. me my first gun okay <laughs> like because like i'd gone in and like, like uh, uh, and 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 i'd i'd basically come in on a house where there was like some very rough people that i was uh, buying or whatever But like that picture popped up and I showed it to my wife, Erin. And she was like, you know, I didn't think you looked unhealthy, but like, if I saw you looking like, like, if you came home looking like that, even one day, I would think you were a cancer patient. Mm. And I was like, what? She was like, you look younger and you're six years older. I was 35 there. You look better now. I got a fucking six pack. I'm eating healthy. I understand the science of diet. I understand the science of like money. I understand like more about family, more about men and women and how to like handle my marriage and be a better father. Like I get to focus my time on that shit. Sure. I get to focus my time. On how much worried I'm worried about away. paying the bills, right? If you are worried about paying the bills, you are worried about the wrong shit, but, but you
0: are going to be worried about paying the bills. If you're struggling to pay the bills, like that was a big chunk of my life. And this is something else actually we talked about last time. And I told you, you got to have money to be happy. Like for me, I have to have money to be happy. And you said, why, why can't you be happy if you're broke? And well, I didn't really have a good answer for you last time, but then I thought about it. I'm like, well, that's true. Why? And the answer is because you're always fucking stressed about anything that can go wrong. You're always, all you're thinking about is like, I got to pay the bill. Oh shit. The electric bill went up. It's summertime. We, you know, like the, the, the bills are going to go up. It's whatever the water bills up this month. You get a flat tire, like that—that'll fuck up your whole week. Like when I was working for six bucks an hour, it took a whole week to fix a flat of work to fix a flat tire. Right. Now I'm at a point where I get a flat tire, I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna drive my badass truck to the to the tire shop and get the tire fixed." And if they tell me, you know, if, if like you go to Discount Tire half the time, they don't even charge you. They're just like, "Oh, we pulled the nail out and fixed it; it's fine." But if I need a few hundred bucks for new tires, I, I don't even—it it just doesn't bother me at all. Like I've gotten to a point where my mentality is. When I when I'm faced with an issue, I look at it. This is how this is literally how I break it down every time. I, this is what I tell myself. Can I fix it with money? Yes. Do I have the money to fix it? Yes. I give no fucks.
1: Can I can I tell you something about money? Tell me. Every wealthy person I know, every wealthy person, and they're fascinating to study because we have so many beliefs about them that we get from the media. When you actually go hang out with them. The vast majority are loving, kind, heart-centered, generous, genuinely fun. They they understand ownership, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, do you know what ownership is about? It's not about possession. That's where everybody gets it fucking backwards. It's about responsibility. Ownership's about That's responsibility. A good way to it. Responsibility begets possession. Yes. Okay. If I'm responsible for my thoughts, my thoughts don't possess me. I possess them. I fucking own them. Right and so, like money, like if we, it, it, to be responsible for it is to possess it. Now, if you're worried about money, if you're in fear over money, then you don't understand the energetic nature of money. Like money attracts. If you are happy, more money will come to you. Like happiness is one <laughs> of the keys. Like, is it is it warm in here or cold in here?
0: Yeah, it's a little bit warm. Okay. I was actually wondering
1: like, when the air conditioner
0: was going to come on, do you especially get after we smoked those hot. No, just when no? it's cold. All right, look at my fucking arms. Well, you got some triceps there, Preston. Look at that. See those goosebumps popping up? Let me see your biceps flex real quick. You got some muscles. How are you making how are you giving yourself goosebumps right now? How are you doing that? I'm sending fucking energy. How can I do that? Hold on a second. Coach me. You are like a some bio one, chemical. some one off shit.
1: <sighs> it is. it it, it, i mean so there's this how'd you do that
0: that was actually really cool i'm not fucking around like you actually gave yourself goosebumps that's how the hell that's so weird i mean you can't really see it on camera but you just did it okay and money's the same fucking
1: way but you're not cold right now no no well i am when i do that shit (laughs) but 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 here's the thing bro like like Uh, money is is it's it's fascinating thing it's just energy bro like so if you find a way to be happy and joyful rather than miserable well, if you're living in faith not fear if if you're living in trust not stress then then money comes money attracts okay money is really really easy but it's also a paradox like if you want to understand god you have to understand a paradox can god create a rock so big that god cannot lift the rock and the answer is of course yes and no the paradox you don't need faith wait
0: wait, wait unless there's that. a fucking
1: paradox explain that can God create a rock so big that God cannot lift the rock?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think about it. Well, if He created <laughs> it, then presumably He'd be able to lift it. But well, maybe not. We create tall buildings. We can't lift tall buildings, but we create them.
1: But God could. Boy, sure. God could be like the Incredible Hulk. He could do whatever he wants. And so God could make Himself so weak, or the rock so big, or what? Like He's God, right? Like so, He lives outside of our framework. Uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why faith is required if you believe in god okay and even if you don't believe in god if you believe in like well everybody's got a faith, the universe or oneness or whatever right yeah that's
0: that that one drives me
1: crazy so look at look at like I, i think they say universe because like it's safer
0: no i think when like what 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 drives me crazy when people say well i'm not religious but i'm spiritual i'm like get the fuck out of
1: here like you just heard that and so now you're just repeating it well you want me to explain that one sure so so i'm christian but i'm not religious Christian. I'm spiritual Christian. And here's what I mean by that. Religion is about rules. It's about avoiding hell. Spirituality is about going straight there, conquering that motherfucker and coming back victorious. Like religion is about avoiding problems. Spirituality is about saying, well, you know what? Maybe my problems are my gifts. Maybe the worst day of my life was the day I was supposed to fucking learn something. That was the day that God was telling me, hey, this is your purpose. This is who the fuck you're supposed to become. Maybe you didn't pay attention. And maybe that's why you're stuck or that's why you're miserable or that's why you're, you're not there. And like, like, if you look at a kid and you say, oh, look, they're having fun. And that's why we love kids, right? They're always having fun. Yeah, They own fun. They're responsible for fun. They own that shit. And we lost
0: it. True. Because we're because we're just bogged down by fucking bills that we're trying to pay
1: fuck the bills (laughs) (laughs) you know what i know about bill collectors Uh, (laughs) you don't pay it they'll keep calling yeah but then they'll keep
0: calling they put a lien on you you end up in trouble
1: am i telling people not to pay their bills no i'm telling them find a way to focus on something better if you focus on creating more value look there's always something to scare you like you know how long it takes well, your goal is a solar probably. flare to come from the sun and wipe life out on this planet forever. Eight and a half minutes. Well,
0: yeah, but how often do solar flares happen? All the time. But we have the ozone layer, so we're not particularly concerned nope. with there that.
1: there could be a solar it's, flare that It's a problem out for Earth.
0: people who are going out to space. It's a problem for astronauts.
1: It, it could, they roll
0: the dice when they go out to space. They don't know when a
1: solar flare is going to happen. A solar flare could wipe out this planet. Like but it could like, well, sure. Or an well, asteroid could wipe out this planet. Sure.
0: Or and a black hole could either
1: like yeah. But we could worry about the most nuanced shit. And we're worried about our fucking bills. Like if you went and said, hey, <laughs> Well, but okay, hold on. Hold what on, do people on, really want? And how can I add value in that way? Like, 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 like yes. somebody was like, somebody was like, hey dude, how do you make a hundred grand a year? And I'm like, All right. I could make a hundred grand a year as a high school kid, I would go and I would charge 50, maybe 20 bucks a driveway. And I would paint the fucking driveways, which I did do in high school. I used to do it for 10 bucks. Paint 100, 200 driveways every weekend, pay all my buddies that worked with me, 50 bucks each. They were happy, they got 50 bucks, 100 to 200 driveways, I made a 1,002 grand. You're See, you are pimping. See, you are a pimp. I'm pimping driveways. <laughs> and it was really good for the house. Yeah ambulance is back <laughs> they didn't have gps uh-huh. you want them to find your family nice to have it on every fucking driveway uh-huh. people be like oh i don't have 10 bucks i was like you know what i'm just gonna paint your driveway anyway if for some reason you could find it i'll be up and down the street 90 percent found it walked out gave us 10 bucks like you can make so much money people don't want to make money people don't want to work they want to watch netflix they want to worry about their bills they want to be lazy but you don't have to all you have to do is realize well God said, I made you in my image. So unless he's shit, maybe you could do more. Because if your results are shit, that ain't the image of God. Okay. <laughs> God said with the faith of a mustard seed, you could move mountains. He didn't say all of them, but you should fucking pick one and go move it. Yeah. And and like you can do the most rudimentary shit and make lots of money. Like I could make more money than you. And 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 I'll, I'll bet you this. Your job, maybe you're making two or 300 grand a year. I could create a business painting fucking driveways and don't take this bet, but I'll bet you a million dollars right now that I could paint so many driveways this year that I made more money painting driveways than you make in your job. And, 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 and don't take the bet. You will it. lose,
0: but well, I don't have a million dollars, so I can't take the bet anyway.
1: So, but like, and, and, and am I saying paint driveways? No, I'm not saying paint driveways. It's just one example. But you can go find a way to do anything. Like, if you can lose 30 grand on a house or overpay 30 grand on a house, that's cheaper than buying a business. Like, there's franchises you could buy for less than 30 grand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, holy shit, bro. Like, there's so many ways to make money. Making money is so fucking easy. People just don't believe in themselves. Like, do you know what the word believe means?
0: Well, they just don't want to do the work, right? And they, and they don't want to take the risk because they're afraid of failure or just they're just been trained to be risk averse or they've just been had this message of like, you got to go to school and get a job and save for retirement, just pounded into their heads from the time they were little children that they just accept that that's the way shit
1: is. Okay. But, but
0: it's like, there's this great meme that I saw years why ago. Why would you accept There's well, Because most people, well, because most people just believe what they're repeatedly told.
1: Well, but, but. But I mean, Jamil, how many times Jamil, How many times Jamil. were we
0: told, this is not a recession, this is not a recession, this is not a recession? It's a fucking recession. Hey. We, we were in a recession. We might still be. I don't know. I don't I, know the, the technical What's
1: your pronoun, Jamil?
0: I don't have pronouns, but I do have so, adjectives. Handsome so, and brilliant.
1: Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm ready because I'm ready for that one. I'm ready for people to tell me, you got to use so, my pronouns. I'm going to so tell would, them, well, you got to use my adjectives.
1: Would, would you fucking accept somebody forcing you into pronouns or would you be like, that's a stupid fucking idea?
0: I think it's a stupid idea, but me too. I would, I would, I would accept them,
1: it. If somebody just came and said, you have to use my pronouns. I feel like you should call me. She, I'd be like, well, but you're an adult I mean, now, but this I'll, is happening to you as a 41 year old
0: man. who's already built an identity and been through life experiences. And, but and the you, ability
1: to ask questions, bro. Like if you can't ask questions about your own life and your own existence at every stage of your life, then, then look, if consciousness, which is the ability to think freely is what makes us human, then does living in the subconscious, the pattern-oriented mind, make us subhuman? Well, your subconscious is still in your conscious. Is it? How? Because you cannot
0: perceive anything outside of your consciousness. I don't believe that. Can you perceive something that's not in your consciousness? Yes. that That's the essence of... It's called your imagination. But your imagination is in your consciousness.
1: Okay, then I guess you could perceive everything.
0: That's the essence of I think, therefore I am.
1: Okay. We're going to cart.
0: You exist because you can, because of your consciousness. So
1: you then believe. people not thinking and not asking questions. How do you lead a conversation? You lead a conversation with a question. Yes. Okay. Or a triggering statement. Right. So you <laughs> lead a conversation with a question or a triggering well, statement.
0: You, you probably lead a fight with a trigger statement, not yeah. a conversation, but yeah.
1: But if you lead a conversation with a question, how often do you converse with you? How often do you converse with your God? Like, why would you not explore more? Like anyone can do anything. The word belief comes from the word be love. So many people spend so much of their time defending what they believe. If I truly know something, I don't have to defend it. I can just go live it. I just go fucking have fun with it. Like I do not require anyone else to go become successful. I don't need them to. I put my content out there so they can. Sure. But if they don't do it, it, it doesn't really change my life. Like if their belief that they're loyal to their religion that they you oh, know this is how i avoid hell i stay safe i watch netflix every night i eat mcdonald's five times a week i drink a six pack of beer every night and i'm gonna live a long happy life till i'm 48 and die of a heart attack great job i don't judge you i would just judge myself if i had your situation if you truly know something you don't have to defend it you can just live it and 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 then you can give it away does that make sense? Like, like most of the folks that, that I get the privilege of working with or talking to, they they have the ability to believe. And the ability to believe comes from questioning. Like, there's this this real simple process, like how to break through anything, right? You know, you know why a breakthrough is called a breakthrough? Because you break shit. <laughs> okay. You know why falling in love is calling, falling in love? not a controlled landing. Mm. You fall. There's an impact. Something (laughs) breaks. Okay. Okay. And so like it normally takes falling in love, not controlled landing to break fucking through. It's massive amounts of discomfort. And then you find your problem. Do you know where the word problem comes from? The word emblem. It's amazing. An emblem. Like let's think of an emblem, common emblem stop sign. If you stop, it's not a fucking problem. Is it? If you don't stop, Oftentimes it can be. (laughs) So, like, you want water off a duck's back. Don't allow the emblem to become the problem. So what do you do? As soon as that problem arrives because you fell in love and you had your breakthrough and you identified, like, maybe I'm not fucking perfect. Maybe my homes aren't built by Jesus. Maybe Jesus was involved, but Jesus wasn't. Maybe I'm not perfect. Maybe somebody giving me negative feedback could indicate that there's a problem and I could learn something to become more. Hmm. Then you do the first piece, which is being. Are you a human being or human doing no you're a human being so the first part of human being is time you get time to study your problem we study our bible we'll study our wife we won't study our problems biggest problem we have in the world is we think we shouldn't have any fucking problems that's really stupid so if you take time to study your problems quote quote you you, you use often i love it yeah because it makes people think super true and so time is the gift of being once you have time and you've gone being Then you make a decision. How will I deal with this problem? And you go to the next one, becoming, movement. Movement is measurable. And you get talent. Repetition is the mother of all skill. You do it enough times. You become successful. And as you get time from being and talent from becoming, you start changing the BS, belief system, or bullshit. And you get the next one, believing. And believing is testimony. Facts tell, stories sell. The makeup of every single human being on this planet is their stories. Your identity is forged by a framework of stories that you think make you up. And when you get testimony, the reason that the Bible is the best-selling book on the planet, stories. Weird, parables, stories. Okay, so you got being, becoming, believing, time, talent, testimony. And then the next one, which is really fun, it's one of my favorites, belonging, treasure. Like, I'm a Clarence, just a result. My airplanes are just a result. My companies are just a result. Hey, you want to see something else cool? This is just a fucking result, by the way. Here, I'll show you something else really cool. I got invited (laughs) to a fucking speaking deal. You'll you'll be, I think, pretty impressed by this one, actually. I just sent this to my listing agent here. Go ahead and read read that text right there, the one that's circled. I, I sent that over to my listing agent. Hi, Preston. I was just
0: talking with Bill
1: Walsh. Walsh or Walsh,
0: and he has an event in Vegas in November. He has Tucker Carlson and the governor of Nevada speaking. I know we have the 18th in El Paso, but do you think you could do the 19th or 20th to speak? The event is around the face one race in Vegas. Pretty
1: fucking cool. I mean, Tucker Carlson's one of my fucking heroes, and we haven't confirmed this yet, but like, what the fuck? Like, wow! Like, okay. Why and, did he leave so, Fox? So, so, the cool thing about Belonging, because you got being, becoming, believing, belonging, just, is just. there's treasure. There's a result that happens. There's there's a treasure. Like I've gotten, dude, I got to speak for the LA Tribune on Saturday. Twenty to hundred thousand people got to watch me talk. damn Bill Walsh was one of the speakers, and maybe that's where the connection came. And maybe I'm gonna get invited to speak on a stage with Tucker. Like he's, cool. he's one of my heroes. Like I think the guy's fucking awesome. But then there's one more step in this five-step process: being, becoming, believing, belonging. And the next one, really powerful blessing you actually get two gifts if you could choose them you get truth which truth is amazing it's the only thing that ever sets anyone free but you get one that's a lot harder to work with trust and trust is intuition trust is insight it's when you have knowing where you no longer have to defend it there no longer has to be a struggle it could be a snuggle it could be like a a, a belief it could be just like Wow! Uh, yeah, you know what? Let's go do this. And and and. You know, want to make God laugh? Tell him your plans, right? Want to make him smile? <laughs> you know, laugh with him. You want to make him Bad cry, tears plans, of joy.
0: God laughs. Walk like a mile
1: yeah. in the shoes he puts you in. You want to make him fucking cry, tears of joy. Walk a mile in the shoes he puts you in. But that requires so much trust. And you know what's crazy about blessings? You know what's better than a miracle?
2: Hmm.
1: Not needing one. You know what's better than not needing one? Getting one anyway—it's called a blessing. You know what's better than that? You get to be the fucking blessing, which takes truth and trust. So this little five-step process—that's how you get people to set themselves free. That's how you get people to think, and they start thinking in faith, family, fitness, finance—one of these four cores. They do it while having or owning fun. I like to put the F-U in fun, right? That's why I'm the middle finger of Christ. I'm a part of the body of Christ, and like you—you you, you find the biggest problem you have, and which one of these that you're in, and then you fucking solve that. And if you want your ship to rise to the surface, stop drilling holes in the bottom. Like, like, but ask your own fucking questions deep. Right. And you'll, you'll find out more about who you are and who you can become in yeah, the image but, of God. But I don't
0: think most people want that.
1: That's why they stay the way they are. You see,
0: most people think they want freedom. And, uh, you know, the ideas like, uh, not ideas, but like things like entrepreneurship, for example, I guess it is an idea, uh, have been romanticized in recent years. Years, let's say over the last decade, mostly by guys like Gary Vee and other entrepreneurs mm-hmm. who, are, who are famous on social media, and they make it sound really cool. I'm an entrepreneur. I run businesses. They see him flying here and there and giving talks and all this. People are like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to have a business, but they never take a stab at it. And I think that's because most people say they want freedom, but in reality, they actually don't. That's why they defer to authority. And so I saw this great meme years ago and it stuck with me it's it's two lions and one's in a in a in a zoo in a cage and the other one's out in the wild one of them has freedom one of them doesn't the one that doesn't have freedom has guaranteed food guaranteed shelter doesn't have to fend for itself the one that has freedom freedom comes with all those problems of having to hunt not knowing where your next meal is coming from and having to defend
1: yourself yeah i think most people don't want it because they don't know what it is most people don't want it because they only see the fear side. They don't see what it truly is. They don't see what really living is. Like, I don't know anyone. And, and, and I have some friends that deal in some pretty interesting places, like whether they're that caregiver at like end stages of life or, 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 you know, psychic mediums or whatever. Like they're, they're very interesting people. And they've told me like, they've never met anyone on their deathbed. Anyone that was in that last stage. That was like, you know what? Glad I made all this money. You know what? Well, I did enough. Well, look, you, you know what, what? my I issue is this.
0: with that? Maybe because I I haven't achieved all my financial goals yet. But my issue with that is like people on their deathbed are probably probably delirious. They're they're probably like they're they're probably reflecting on life in a very I don't know, just in in a weird way. Cause now they're sitting there, they're thinking about their regrets and trials and tribulations and all that. But I like I've also never met anybody who's old and wealthy and and regretted making the
1: money. Like No, it's it's, not about whether they made the money or not. It you know what they all find? And I've met lots of older people. Like I don't go hang out with people on their deathbeds. That's not my thing. But (laughs) one thing I found about all people at later stages of life. The juice and the squeeze—the best moments always had something to do with a relationship. Yeah, I agree. Always. Yeah, one hundred percent of the time, it well, was always a relationship. There was always some other human involved. Accomplishments, but the victory was worthless without the relationship.
0: Yeah, yeah. You mean like you know, even if you achieve something grand, you need someone to celebrate it with.
1: Sure. Why you not? Know,
0: otherwise, you're at the bar drinking by yourself, having a yeah. celebratory cocktail.
1: Yeah. I, it, you know, we're social animals. It's part of it. Like. You no know, when when God okay. says oh I made you in my image like do you really think we're like a guy sitting on a cloud with a lightning bolt? No. I think maybe he's a community of souls. But I think now you're we're a mixing of cells.
0: Christianity with Greek mythology right there, I think. I think oh, for sure. Yeah. You, no, just, no, no. you just went Yahweh to Zeus real quick. Yeah, no, I, but I'm making fun of it. Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah
1: no, but yeah. what I'm saying is the real image is we're a community of cells and he's a community of souls. Uh, right? So if we're each individual souls in this body that is God, then there is not sameness, but there certainly is oneness. And we all really probably want the same things, but we just don't understand what they are. And and I think the real goal for any, any true human being is having the ability to think freely and not be possessed by the conditioning of somebody else. Because when they find that, they can find themselves. When they find themselves, they can find what jives them. Like, dude, my wife loves playing guitar. I have zero interest. I love listening to her. I don't want to fucking pick up a guitar. Yeah. I'd like to marry a violinist. Dude, It would be like, you would be serenaded all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. I will tell you what. I go home. Yeah. My wife is going to be playing guitar. It's gorgeous. Uh, it's beautiful. Like, I didn't even know how much peace that would bring me. Like, I go walk outside. And she's sitting on her patio. And she's just sitting there strumming away and singing. I'm like, wow. I want to marry a mandolin player.
0: Mandolin. That's how you say it, right? Mandolin? Nobody plays that shit. I'm gonna find I'm gonna find the one lady on earth who plays the mandolin. That's how I'm gonna marry (laughs) her. I hope she's cute. (laughs) (laughs) Right. What do you think is God? How would you define it? Because you talk a lot about God. You talked about Christianity and spirituality and versus religious, religious versus spiritual. And you involve God in just about every explanation you give about anything. So how do you? explain god like you have children how do you teach them about god how do i teach my kids about god yeah like who's god to your kids well and maybe that's different than yeah than, so than your I take mean,
1: on it but what do i think god is
0: just start I, I, this in I, front of you just yeah
1: just i think it. god is love i think god is us honestly like i i think i think god is this universal infinite consciousness right and If we truly, as a cell within the body of God, want to understand that infinite consciousness, you wouldn't be able to appreciate the infinite if you didn't experience the finite. And I think that's part of probably why we're here. I don't think we're human beings that have spiritual experiences. I think we're spiritual beings having a human experience. I think that we are here to learn something, here to grow, here to take whatever feedback we get when we're here back up to the source, which is God, and go back to heaven if you want. And I, I, I think that we're given all these beautiful indicators like, like Jesus. I think Jesus was amazing. But like if, if you go and like, I, I would say, I, I talk about him a lot more now because I would say I've, I've I found my faith there, but he's the best mentor because what did he do? Like He taught in parables, in stories, but he asked questions. He took people out of their conventional group think. And changed the way they viewed the world. I think, you know, if the good book says he came as a lamb and he's coming back as a lion. The reason that I need to go out and speak to entrepreneurs is because the lions of today are the entrepreneurs. And I think we need to pave the way for whenever he does come back. I think God is love. I think, I think the meaning of life, which, which is probably how I define God is problems are gifts. Love is the meaning of life and ownership is about responsibility. Like if you, if you just marry those three concepts together and make those three bedfellows, the love child that comes out is a beautiful life.
0: So where does church factor into that point of view? Why do you need church? I don't. Your, okay.
1: I, I have a, a group that I go with every Monday and we do a Bible study and we listen to amazing faithful speakers and teachers and leaders. I think many churches are great. I think some are terrible.
0: Well, oh, I'm asking because earlier you'd mentioned something about supporting churches or giving to churches. Well, I, I look,
1: like I I support, so I, assume, okay. I support the church that my kids go to school. I support the church that my kids go to school. I don't go there every Sunday. Okay. Um, but like my my favorite pastor to listen to is a guy in Colorado. I don't go there every Sunday, but I listen to him on YouTube. Pastor Daniel Grothy, the guy's amazing. Um, and and I think church has like if you want to understand. God or religion you need to understand inspiration like like even the word inspiration in spirit enthusiasm enter theos you know like like the, the, these are all like if you understand the etymology of words and how they were formed like it's powerful right like like the motivational speaking world has taken away from the 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 church world because people want to be inspired and churches got more over the years about rules and doctrine and traditions and money and money and, uh, and and control having sex with children, some churches yeah <laughs> and, uh, and 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 you know and and obviously not all of them, but there are some very dark stories, but like I think yes. that's kind of that's that's how the devil there's the good himself. and the bad there's the good and the bad there's a lot of great
0: churches too that do a lot of great things for sure yeah
1: but there's well intentioned organizations that like look the best lie the devil ever told was seated with an ounce of truth, right and so like if you're going to allow your love of rules to go beyond your love of God, then I think your church is failing. does that make sense like I kinda think,
0: i mean it's hard to that's to, the paradox. To, it's hard to put it all into perspective because of the explanation that you just gave of what you think God is and love and your love of lo- your love of rules versus your love of god I'm trying to, I'm trying well, to i do so- I'm, trying, I'm trying to sort it all out I don't love
1: rules I don't think rules I, I, look, I think rules maybe have a point in a Well, they're necessary. Yeah, you, you, but, but- You can't have- you They um, should have an expiration date. Uh, you could change them. You, you should. Sure. You should have an expiration but, date, but, a so horizon, where you have to review it every so many years. Like, did you know, like, I think it's in the Texas legislature. Uh, like, there, there's a rule on the books. I was reading about it. Maybe they've taken it out. I hope they have. <clears> but you, you can shoot a buffalo. No, you cannot shoot a buffalo from the second story a hotel window in texas but you can shoot an <laughs> indian from the second story what? hotel window in the state of texas like this is a very old law that got put onto the books and
0: it's still there
1: and and and, and that was probably very valid and viable like at some point <laughs> when there was like a tribe of like you know native americans like running in and shooting people and killing people in that town but it's it's really not viable now in fact like living in el paso where like a, you know 82 hispanic a lot of native american descent here right I don't think you should probably shoot anyone like it might be murder. So it'd be really stupid. Like that rule should probably I don't if be that would removed. be a
0: viable defense though. <laughs>
1: I hope not. Yeah, I
0: sure hopes not.
1: Yeah, I'd be imagine.
0: Well, so so before the podcast we mentioned um or maybe it was during the podcast, I don't know, you moving to New Braunfels, I told the gym I used to work out uh, at over there Strength built Athletics and the owner Dr. Smith, I had him on the podcast and he said jokingly he wants to run for president. And his policy is going to be for every rule he passes, you got to take a hundred off the books. Oh, that'd be amazing! Wouldn't that be cool? Well, yeah. If, uh, you know, like maybe I just talked you into working out at his gym.
1: You might have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I, I, I think. Let, let me let me tell you this about rules, though. Okay, here's why rules are necessary. Okay, there it's a it's a it's a fun thought experiment. You and I are going to play a game. Okay, okay. Let's play a game. And the game only has one rule. Okay, you move first. Now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what why'd you do that
1: i don't know i figured we could play catch and i moved first
0: so <laughs> the the idea behind that exercise is and that's pretty that's pretty funny because most people don't do anything they just like they need another rule to figure out what to do i don't like rules yeah so i figured well, you gave me the rule I, I, get, yeah. I get to choose <laughs> just threw the pen. that was hilarious most people just Freeze up they're like well what like what are we trying to accomplish that like you know so the idea behind that is you need, <laughs> Sorry, you need...
2: i fucked up the analogy <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, no, that was good that was good the idea behind it is that you need more than one rule if you're going to play a game and we don't know what the optimal number number of rules is but it seems to be more than one so let's take some old rules
1: let's let's go with some fun ones like the like, constitution like, no. like should, yeah, should let's we... let's go let's go older let's go older. Do you find the Ten Commandments to be inspiring? Well, I don't know, but just like, like, I mean, the the first three,
0: the first three have to do with worship. So there's that. And then you have thou shalt not kill, which is actually thou shalt not murder. You can kill in self-defense. You can kill to eat. So there's, there's a distinction there in in just the language. Um, And then thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods, which I think, is a bad economic policy. I think coveting creates jobs and we should probably amend that one somehow. <laughs> you
1: know, they're, they're against adultery. They're against all sorts.
0: Yeah. Of,
1: are those inspiring rules?
0: I don't know if they're inspiring. They're think, pretty
1: fucking rudimentary, aren't they?
0: Yeah. I think they're pretty basic for, for the successful operation of society.
1: But you know what? Those really basic rules were exactly what was needed at that time. Now, if there's a major Well, they're still problem, needed now. Absolutely. And 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 we've added layers to them. Sure. And and there's not anything where I'm going to say, hey, I'm against adding layers to rules because you have to. Like we're social well, like, creatures, there has should... to be a social construct that we work within, right? Yeah. But if you add too many layers and you create complexity, it's no different than the money system.
0: You mean like the IRS code, which is what, like eighty thousand? 000- Pages long or something. I yeah, think sixty thousand or uh, eighty thousand or something. And
1: somehow billionaires only pay like an eight percent or seven percent average tax rate.
0: Do you think they should pay more?
1: Um, I think we should rewrite the rules to accomplish what? Tax wise, simplify everything. To how, make would, it, how would you do it? How? I mean, I would probably go with a flat consumption tax. Okay. Like if you go with a, I think, cons- that, I think that's the only that's the
0: only fair tax idea that I could come up with. Is yeah, everybody a percent, a percent.
1: Right, and if you go with a consumption tax, then the people can control the tax they pay by controlling the items they spend on. And look, I'm not, I'm not saying you consumption can't create tax.
0: Yeah. Not income tax.
1: No, consumption
0: tax. The more shit you buy, the more you pay in taxes.
1: Yeah, if, I mean, if you want to go after billionaires, they consume a lot more. But why do you want to go after billionaires? I, I, look, when when you do a consumption tax, like say you do a but, consumption tax, but I'm confused why you're on, pointing
0: out billionaires. Cause I just wouldn't expect that from a guy who thinks the way you do. Like well, what we I, said I, earlier I'm about not, Jeff Bezos buying the other yacht and you said how many jobs did, did yeah, that. Make?
1: I look, I'm not against the yacht, but he would still buy the yacht. Yeah. Like say you had like a 10% consumption tax across the board. You got rid of all other taxes. You simplified the entire system. Now your guy who's poor, okay, who's really trying to make ends meet, you don't have any consumption tax on like say meat eggs, vegetables, milk, like basic needs items. Right. But anything else you have a consumption tax on.
0: Are you, are you calling sales tax consumption tax?
1: I would. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, and regardless of what the percentage needs to be, I'm not making an argument for the It could be 10, it could be 20. Like some states don't
0: have a sales tax at all, like Oregon.
1: Right. No. And I'm talking, do this like federally. Okay. So like, imagine you got rid of like the IRS and the consumption tax was literally handled federally. And, and states could go and put whatever the fuck they wanted on as well, and get, people could choose which state they want to live in and all that, right? They, so states can have their own programs. But, like, federally, if it was all a consumption tax, then people that are going to consume more in a consumer economy are going to pay more in taxes. And people that are going to consume less yeah, but are going to pay that, less in taxes. That
0: sounds just like the argument of tax the rich. It sounds like if you spend more, if, which means you make more so you can spend more, we're going to punish you for it. No, not not at all. But you're paying more in taxes anyway, consumption tax or sales tax. If you're buying a lot more shit, you're paying a lot more of that eight and a quarter percent sales tax that we have in Texas. And in other states, that's not true, like Oregon, but Oregon has a pretty high state income tax. Right. So if you're making so, a shitload of money, you're paying a lot of money in income tax.
1: And if you look at how it's working in Texas compared to the income tax approach, and we don't like California and other on things. food in Texas. Right. Like like if you model something like that, which, I mean, I think we have a balanced budget. We're not in crazy debt. We have We're, a surplus.
0: We have a fucking massive surplus which they're supposed to use to offset the goddamn property taxes already and they're supposed to vote on that shit soon but they're only using like 16 billion out of like the 70 billion that we have whatever it is
1: yeah anyway. and, and and i'm 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 not debating any of that like but but you see what i'm saying like not really okay so what you what, my my point here is when you have a simple model Not necessarily and it doesn't, I don't care if it's a consumption tax. I don't care if it's an income tax. I don't care what it is. But the problem now is there's a tax literally on everything. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And when you go to the average high school teacher, the average, I don't know, like chef at a restaurant, they don't understand that. You need to create a simple model where anyone can get ahead. I have A family office full of accountants, lawyers, and experts that vet everything and look into everything and help me with all the tax planning and all these other things that are like going on, right?
0: You got to pay a bunch of people a bunch of money to save you some money on the money that you're supposed to pay. And it's more affordable, not supposed to be required. There's a difference. It's
1: more affordable for me to hire them to figure out the loopholes while the little guy gets fucked. Yeah. Than it is. And and, and that's by the, the way, game. It is the game. Yeah. But I don't think that's a fair game.
0: Uh, I probably not. I think that's why I think the flat tax system is the fair game.
1: And I, I am okay with any system if it's based on fairness. Like I don't sure. like
0: you, like, well, you want to give everybody an equal chance to compete. On, on a level playing field Look,
1: guys like me guys like you we're we're, we're gonna win you know why because we're competitive we're aggressive we're alpha oh, we're males fucking it's, sexy. It's, it's, it, and we are very sexy like <laughs> we should emphasize like very very sexy <laughs> but like we're the alpha males we're gonna win in any environment but what i get really frustrated with in the tax system and, and so like please don't don't take me on like it must be a consumption tax i'm not making a rule you, on yeah. consumption it must be a simplified system I agree with that. That any average Joe can understand, regardless of what system you use or what approach is agreed upon, that any average Joe can understand. Because all these politicians come out and talk like they're helping the little guy, but they're not. They're not. They're helping the big guy. Like the only people in this economy they're doing better is the donor class. Okay. If you go audit somebody making $20 million versus you go audit somebody making $40,000. The guy making $40,000 can't fight you. Sure. The guy making 20 million can.
0: Well, and that's the problem with our legal system as well. Is is oftentimes a a, 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 a what's it called? A verdict of guilty or innocent has to do with what kind of lawyer you could afford.
1: Right. And and the other side is with with problems with the legal system is is what is the law? The law is people their verdicts and language and we've gone to war with language in this country in the last few years, big time. And, and, and you know, there's so many loopholes and so many abatements and so many like opportunities that what's good, what's not good, which area is black, which area is white, which area is gray. Like I've talked to three different types of accountants. You have your cowboys that'll take every risk under the sun. And they're like, Hey, the goal is just like, take every risk. And like, if the IRS audits, you fight them. Okay. And then I've talked to the accountants that are like, well, like, let's kind of be right in the middle and we're not going to take crazy risks, but we need to take some risks because not taking risk is just a waste of money. And then I've talked to some that they're like, we don't want to take any risks. We definitely don't want to get an audit. It's really scary. And so like, like, like you have your overly conservative and you probably don't want the cowboy and you probably don't want the overly conservative. You want like the one in the middle generally, but like any of them don't know all the tax code. Nobody does. Nobody has time to learn it. It's
0: over, if I remember correctly, it's like 62 or 63,000 pages. Nobody knows the fucking tax code. It's just become ridiculous.
1: Yeah, well, and now there are artificial intelligence programs reviewing it. And finding new loopholes that we didn't even know were in there because Ooh. of the way we've languaged
0: things. Damn, Preston. Now, okay, let me tie that to something you said two and a half years ago on the podcast because I have a fucking excellent memory. You said technology can never outdo people.
1: AI will never have anything on I am. I am is the interconnected spirit of the human. And
0: but the AI can sift through 62,000 pages of tax code and find you a loophole that your accountant can't.
1: There is a brilliance in AI. I mean, do you know how old AI is? Uh, no. Over 80 years old. What? Yep. Machine learning was the first computer that beat Bobby Fischer in chess. And that was 80 years ago? They had computers playing chess? They had machine learning, which is the parent of AI, 80 years ago. AI itself is about 40 machine learning is about 80 people don't realize this has been around now you add in ai and quantum computing look i own a few ais what do you mean you
0: own a few ais
1: i have more tech employees in my technology department than i have employees in any other company except Z homes we are not a home building company we are a data company that happens to build homes my margins are many times higher than that of all my competitors because we factor the data my one of my eyes i'm building two i'm building one that is a machine learning and ai home building software that basically tells you hey here's your goals here's your subsets here's everything that's going on in your program like and we metric out Everything, I can can show you some of the basic foundations of it later if you wanna see it. But like, imagine you wanna build 300 homes a year. Okay, well, 300 homes a year is 24 homes a month. Well, this system will know how many homes you need to start, how many of each contractor you will need, how many people are doing their jobs, which numbers are within range, which numbers are not within range when they're turning in their invoices. If there are any bottlenecks, like say you don't have enough framers to frame enough houses to meet that 24 houses a month, to get your throughput of 300 homes a year, how many are agents selling? It's gonna literally indicate, here's the threats. Here's what you do. Here's the threats. Here's what you do. And it's a software that knows based on what's going on in the news and the economy, what might be coming with interest rates, what might be coming with this. It's, it's, it's wrong more often than it's right right now, but it's already starting to do some shit. And, and the algorithms that we have in it for like construction, timing and predicting like we we were the first home builder back to a five-month house whenever he's at 12 months during COVID or 18 or sometimes 24 we were the first one back to a five-month house because of the software
0: man you could build a house faster than you can make a baby yeah
1: and so and then we have another one where we have created this uh, machine learning ai algorithm and all it's doing is it's cross-pollinating 182 different data sources where there's tons of different open apis that that are free, where we can get information. Like, if you were to file for divorce, I know it immediately. If your wife responds, I know when she responds and who her attorney is. I'm tracking most people's cell phones, so I know if they're staying in the house they own. I know what their equity is. I know all sorts of shit. You about are them. personally? Well, not me personally, but the <laughs> software is shit, and it's predictive analysis. That's that legal. Give us,
0: that sounds like something China's doing.
1: Uh it's something facebook's doing it's something i think instagram's doing it's something a lot of different folks are trying to do nobody's trying to do it in the residential real estate space or if they are trying they're not doing it successfully and 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 to be fair we're not doing it successfully yet either but we've got a lot of it working where i mean it's so fucking scary how smart it is like we've got 30, 35 of the 182 data sources that we were able to accumulate on literally every AL PASOAN, uh, synergizing and linking, which is creating more than 32 data sources because the AI cross-pollinates information. But there was a really cool video. And, and so this guy linked AI to his Wi-Fi router and cameras. And the cameras watched people walking around. And he also had the Wi-Fi router. Then he turned off the cameras. And so what's cool is we're turning off certain data sources and we're turning on other data sources. Hmm. And and so what was happened when he turned on off the cameras, the AI was so fucking smart that it used the Wi-Fi to locate the people in the room because it was sending out signals. And so all of a sudden the Wi-Fi became this human locator for every person in the w- room because the it the AI could recognize where the Wi-Fi was bouncing off the walls and so it knew where the people were still when it lost the data feed from the cameras. And so the cool thing about AI is it's learning on its own. And so yeah, that's kind of a scary thing that's about it too, though. Two sources of information. Okay. That's two. We have 182. So now,
0: now I understand why you're skeptical of... Israel not being able to detect the attacks that that came its way. If your AI can do all this shit that you just mentioned, how the hell were they not able to detect those attacks with
1: their AI? Yeah, and they're in government, so they have way more power, way more resources, way more right. everything than fucking I have. Like yeah. they're fucking incredible, right? Like so, and and what we know about, like just by seeing different things that we've created the world's a lot bigger than what we see on CNN or Fox. And there's a lot of people that are a lot smarter than us. that have been doing it a lot longer. Like I look at like Elon Musk and he has what millions and millions and millions of self-driving cars out there that all talk to his software network. He has rockets that land themselves. That, that was impossible before he did it. He has,
0: well, everything's impossible until somebody does it
1: right he has starlink these satellites that fly around and fucking give ukrainians internet and do all sorts of other crazy shit he has a boring company which might eventually become geothermal power and definitely it's going to become what well if you had a company that could bore underground when when would you not if you wanted to figure out renewable energy and saving the world and creating an interplanetary species wouldn't you go tap into the uh, magma at the core and create an unlimited power source
2: that's what I'd fucking do
1: if I was him. Magma. Yeah, why not? It's geothermal. And you have the Boring Company. Like it to, to not infer what he's doing is like crazy. Like I, I think about like these people and like all the tools they have. And then he's got he's got one of the largest AIs in the world. Like he he was behind OpenAI, he was behind ChatGPT in the beginning and he got out of it because he thought what they were doing was unethical. But now he's got millions of self-driving cars. Which you have one. Uh-huh. How is it? It's fucking. It's a better driver than I am. (laughs) It's amazing.
0: There's a there's a joke about self driving cars, which is they were designed for women so they can finally parallel park.
1: I mean, I don't like parallel parking either, so I'll. I'll, (laughs) Yeah,
0: me neither. I'll be honest. I'm not very good at parallel park.
1: Like, I'm fine with that. Like, but dude, like, no. I mean, I I look at this shit and I'm like, okay, what a genius.
0: Oh, and and how many different cross
1: pollinations, like. So I've unsuccessfully tried to link 182 and, and, and we think we'll, we'll get more than what we have. He may have thousands that are interlinked. How many do governments have? Let me, I don't know, man.
0: Let me ask you this. I had some, some guy once tell me that the reason the United States government loves inflation is because that's how they get the dissolved debt. Yeah, that's true. Does, so how, can you explain that? Because I've been sure. thinking about it ever since he told me that. It doesn't and, dissolve. I still debt. don't get it.
1: It doesn't dissolve debt. So he said it wrong. The word dissolved. Well, maybe he wrong. didn't say it that
0: way. Maybe I. It, it marginalizes
1: yeah. to debt. Like, and, and let me explain it. So like, say a house, you own a house, it's a $100,000 house. You have a $100,000 mortgage, right? So you have zero equity in your house, right? If there's extreme inflation, then say your inflation over five years is, totals 100% over five years. So now you have a $200,000 house. Say your mortgage was interest only. You've paid down none of it and you've only made minimum interest payments. Well, you just cut your debt in half. You have the same amount of debt, but the functional value of the debt is half of what it was because you used inflation to marginalize it. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, so yeah, I now, think so. Yeah. Now imagine- I
0: have to think about it a little bit longer, but I think so
1: imagine you could find a way as an economy or in a government to be so efficient that you could sell your citizenry on having a thousand percent inflation over call it 30 years, right? If you had a thousand percent inflation, okay, not a hundred, not like, Hey, we're doubling it, but we're going to 10 x it. Over 30 years, we're just going 10 times over 30 years. If you had a 20 trillion dollar economy and you a thousand percent of it, doesn't that come out to a 200 trillion dollar economy 30 years later? and if you have 33 trillion in national debt, well, that really mattered at 20 trillion. But when you have 200 uh, trillion, it doesn't fucking yeah, matter. yeah, 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 yeah yeah, yeah I get you and and really the problem with inflation is
0: you don't make the debt go away you just make it worth less
1: which when it's worth less assuming you budget properly you could make it go it away it could less. be worth infinitely less it yeah. could
0: become to, it could get to a point where it's like just worthless basically
1: yeah and so the problem with inflation is it's it's generally not going to be even across the board everywhere like if they could control it they could use it they they, they the problem is they can't control it like it's it's generally sector driven right When eggs went up to like $12 a dozen, it wasn't everything that did that. If it was everything that did that, then it would be very easy for employers to calculate. Okay. um, Well, I'm just going to pay you double because I'm making double. Like, have you ever seen like a split in stock? Yeah. And it's kind of like, hey, you know what? The
0: company I work for actually recently split in over Nordisk. Right, how a two to one split reason? I think it was a two to one.
1: Right, split reason. What if they figured out how to do that in governments? To split or reverse governments, split. or reverse split?
0: Yeah, that would just be combination of power unity. Uh huh. That would take a lot of people to agree and to give to to give power to give up power to somebody else.
1: Yeah, which which is there's the problem is a lot of people agreeing, and then who really gets screwed? Well, in the short term, it's probably the lenders, the banks, and all those that owned the debt. Correct. Okay. But if the lenders and the banks are government controlled, which is why there's these giant movements for more government control, I think, um, then they're going to win. Cause now with that inflation, they're going to have more deposits. They're going to be able to make more loans. So they they may lose on, on the current value of the debt, but they're going to win on the cash flow based on having more deposits, more ability to loan more fees, more reoccurring revenue over time. So they win in the long game. They lose in the short game. Now. If they were private, you would never allow that to happen. But if they all became public, then all of a sudden you look, this is not something that's going to happen. And I I don't think it's going to happen anytime in our lifetimes. Okay. If it does happen, because there's not unity anywhere. but in theory, if you're a politician, you need inflation It is the secret silent tax that your citizenry cannot understand. And it's really easy to manufacture, okay? All you have to do is play with supply and demand. Like if you slow down supplies in any area for any way, you're going to cause inflation in that area, okay? And certain areas trigger much larger areas. It's no different than like Russia, Israel, North Korea, China, Taiwan, These are all hot points in the world where we know that with just a little bit of interaction, we can sow chaos and cause crazy shit to happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, if we fuck with the housing market, the housing market might be like 3% of GDP, but it affects 25% of GDP. So if you fuck with the housing market, you cause massive inflation or massive deflation. You follow me? Like if you fuck with eggs, all right, well, people eat more chicken chicken don't lay eggs anymore well fuck let's eat the chickens okay (laughs) solved like so so one had a very marginal effect one had an enormous effect economically Uh so so there's trigger points if if america is a master of anything we're a master of two things i think one governance like we have even though maybe some of the dumbest politicians and and the most spoiled voters who keep voting for dumb politicians because you know we, we, we don't learn from our mistakes which is sad Um, we do have a good system of checks and balances and overall, even though there's really stupid decisions and stupid ideas, they eventually get fixed. Right. And that good governance, we, we learned in world war two before world war two, we learned how to have a balanced government in America. After world war two, we learned how to, um, govern the world. Okay. So, I mean, we are the global leader. Like, there's nothing out there right now that can replace us. There's people that will rebel. There's countries that don't like that we have the power we have, but that, like, there's nothing that can replace us currently. Like That doesn't mean that can't change. I mean, BRICS is a very significant threat. It, it, it's probably not significant in the two years. It's probably very significant in the 10 or 20 years.
0: Just real quick for people who don't know, that's the uh, multinational currency that Brazil, Russia. India and China. India.
1: And South BRICS, Africa.
0: South Africa, yeah they're trying to put together and and
1: many other countries are seeking to join and and it's not a currency it's just a league of nations kind of to rival nato they have a large percentage of the world's population they're very sick of america using our money as a weapon and influencing the lives and lifestyles Uh, we don't even have money see that's what confuses me we don't have money we have a system
0: we have a gangster military that'll fuck you up if you don't do what we say so does that's, China. Now. That's what we have. We, do they? Yeah. We don't know that. Yeah, they do. It's, it, when's the last time the Chinese military was tested? Um, and, I, and I, sure as fuck hope it doesn't get tested anytime soon or ever.
1: Yeah. No. Well, but, but we don't know.
0: I mean, China is struggling economically already. So can they? Can they fund a war? America's been funding wars for, for since its inception, practically. Yeah.
1: Like, so our our power is in our system of managing debt and debtor-creditor nations.
0: So when who do we? Okay so when we say like the national debt now I don't I don't even know what it is like I go to U.S. debt clock. 3233 you ever go to usdebtclock.org it's, it's it's just like watching it is just it's mesmerizing it's both freaky and mesmerizing uh, but who do we owe that money to China India like at what point does China say no motherfuckers like I've given you a whole bunch of shit that you haven't paid for you're you're getting me money now. for
1: like so the largest holders of our debt is China, Hong Kong, which is also China and, yeah. and Japan, like like by percentages, right? And they've they've been comfortable to buy our debt because American dollars were really good assets for many many years. Not anymore. And well, I mean, they're still technically better than anywhere else. I mean, if you look at our economy, like our our, our dollars based on our economy, and and it's still going to be better than other economies, right? Like we're doing better considering this global recession than anyone else. We have a cold; they have pneumonia. Um. I mean, even Europe, like you look at them, like we got up to like 9% inflation. They stayed at fucking 10. We went back down to four. Okay. So I just
0: wanted to pull this up real quick yeah, so that people who haven't seen it can see yeah, it. 33 and like, a half. To,
1: 33 and a half. And phew, crazy. Oh, Jesus. Man. Debt
0: per citizen. Yeah. uh State debt per citizen. So you've got the uh, state debt per citizen is 3,800. Well, that doesn't sound too bad. But, but the state debt is what is that? A trillion? One point two trillion mm-hmm. per state,
1: yeah, Something and the like federal that. deficit is uh, you know close to two trillion annually. Like that's <sighs> an insane amount of money. Like, yeah, and people don't understand that amount of money. Like, like if you think of no, it, like, seconds, I don't go, understand it. Do it in seconds. Trillion, Savings
0: understand. per family fourteen thousand dollars three hundred sixty three. It's mm-hmm. weak sauce. Defense slash war. I guess that's what we're spending on defense
1: so us gdp 27 trillion so we've already been impacted by <sighs> that's interesting that's
0: good man I, yeah i look at this thing and then i just get scared and then i shut it off I'm like fuck this I'm like what am i gonna do
1: yeah that's crazy
0: yeah
1: it's wild man yeah it's fun it's fun to look at though it's fun to watch but i mean you, you look at these numbers there's like, also the a clock for the world
0: population yeah
1: the population our numbers don't change at all but you look at the government numbers like like you'll see little blips here and there. Uh-huh. You know, and 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 then you go over here and you see this and you're like, "Whoa, I mean, we might have a spending problem, we might have an addiction." And we do. Probably. So, yeah, no. I mean, look, we're we're America's going to have some problems. Like I think we're going to have we're in a rolling recession right now and they're they're recessing industries like I don't know whether COVID was a pandemic or a pandemic or what, and I'm not trying to be controversial there, but it just seemed like it was orchestrated way too well. Like,
0: well, or never let a good catastrophe go to waste, right? Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, and and it's it's funny because you got to go get a test to find out if you have a virus. Um. But hey, you know, like let's let's take a vaccine that nobody knows if it works or not because there's no way to prove it does, but there might be all sorts of side effects that cause heart defects. And there's athletes in every fucking town all over the country falling down mid run, which was never happening before these vaccines came out. So we have a vaccine. We don't know if it works and we have a virus that we have to test for to find out if we have. And the average age of death from the virus was over 80 years old. And the average age of death in America was 78 years old. And, and so like, just look, and I'm not saying there wasn't a bad thing that did go around, but, It wasn't what they made it out to be. They, 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 they,
0: I think it played the narrative. Well, so the numbers, I mean, there's, there's three kinds of lies, lies, damned lies and statistics. And so the the numbers were, of course, everybody skews the numbers to serve their agenda, whatever that is. Now, I think some people represent COVID as much lighter than what it actually was. Like a lot of people were dying and it's not just 90 year olds and it's not just people with, no. with drastic comorbidities. Like when you, you, like there's people that are like, Oh, well it was only killing 90 year olds. That's not true. There were babies being hospitalized. There were and I'm not trying to make a statement that no, there were
1: only 90 year olds. What I am, what I am saying is the amount of fear it, for it, that it, virus. That's
0: what was, was weird. Blown way out of proportion. That's what was weird. And the decision to shut down the economy was weird. The mail-in ballots didn't make sense. A lot of shit just stopped making sense. Like when I started Saying fuck all this is when it was like, you know, they started coming out with all kinds of just arbitrary rules or at least rules that seemed arbitrary. Like you got to put on a mask to walk into a restaurant, but then you could take it off, sit down and eat. It's like, fuck off. Like, come on. Like, you don't, you don't have to be a scientist to see the flaw or the stupidity in that rule. Now you're just fucking with me. Exactly. Now, now you just want to tell me what I can and cannot do. Like when Judge Semenyango ca- came out, re- attempted and reattempted to shut down the economy in all Paso. He's like, no, nobody can go to work except the big stores can stay open because that's fine because you can't catch COVID at Walmart. But if you're a, a, a small business owner, you, you've had a convenience store that you've been running, you know, you, you and your wife or you and your kid, whatever, for the last 40 years. No, you got to stay home, motherfucker, and you got to go out of business. And now coming out of the pandemic, you're going to have to go get a job when you're 65 and... You don't have any work experience. You always just ran a small business. They ruined millions of lives. Horrible. So there, there's a lot of stuff about it that, that's, that's fishy for sure.
1: And I don't mean to <sighs> damn anybody that got hurt or, or, or say things that hurt anybody's feelings. My goal is not to hurt feelings. My goal is to say, we need to Fuck feelings. respond in kind. <clears throat> like, had they come out and said, hey, look, the significant risk is to elderly and people with comorbidities. Let's protect them. Great. Yes. Nobody would, it was have, nobody would have said that was wrong. I think
0: it was mishandled. And it should have said, okay, like the, the vaccine is going to protect those right. who take it. So if you want to protect yourself, take it. And we have if the you science. Fucking die, if you want to go swim with a shark and get, get bitten by one,
1: th- that's up to you. Yeah. We had the science. Like there was a cruise ship going port to port to port to port to port. It had every race, every gender, every skin color, every nationality on that fucking boat. And they wouldn't let people off the boat. They knew exactly what percentage died. They knew exactly what ages, genders, nationalities, everything, mm. comorbidities, all of it. That was before the fucking pandemic got loose everywhere. And you're going to tell me in the world of AI and quantum computing, we didn't have that data? Bullshit. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's that's a weird one. Like, oh, is it not true? Yeah. I, you remember the stories I mean, of that boat? It like Google the cruise line. I didn't
0: know. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, but.
1: Google it. Google it. Fucking pull it up. What is it? What do I look up? I mean, I I I don't remember the name of the cruise liner, but like cruise liner that went around, (laughs) yeah, went around (laughs) coast to coast before COVID hit, everywhere. Like, dude, they were docking in Japan. They were docking everywhere, and it'll blow your mind. You read about that, and and what was crazy is the amount of death per population everywhere on Earth was the exact same percentages as that cruise liner told us it would be, and we didn't use any of that data. I mean, we can use all the data in the world with well, with, and everybody's trying to get
0: reelected too, which is a problem. Well, so they have to come out and show how much was, they care. They've
1: got to show how much they care so
0: that people will vote for them. We care about our communities. We don't want people in our communities to get hurt. We want to, to show protect how much everybody.
1: They scare, not they care.
0: How much they pretend to care?
1: Yeah, and which is how much people, they
0: scare. people look. People vote with their emotions mostly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's that's a problem. Um, that's why. If Biden did in fact get fairly elected, that's why he got elected because people vote with their emotions, not with their logic. And And people vote for policy and personality. That's probably why Trudeau's in office and and, (laughs) personality. It's very much not policy. People argue about
1: stupid things. Like that's the other thing. Like, like whether Biden got elected or not, like, okay, well the exact same argument could be had four years before that as to whether Trump got elected fairly or not with Cambridge Analytica. So Biden used Facebook and Biden used Instagram and Biden used Twitter and Trump used Cambridge Analytica. Like these political parties learn from each other. Well, no, there's,
0: I mean, they're talking about the mail-in ballots, which is something new. I get it. I get it. I get it.
1: No, no, no. But when we're talking about any of these things, like getting people angry on purpose, and I, I get the hype, I get like the clickbait, I get all this shit, like, like you're probably writing down times so that you can like use those times for clickbait to get more views right and i mean that's smart right like but like hopefully they'll watch the whole fucking podcast and not just be morons and be like oh clickbait oh i hate them or i love them whatever right no like like we have stupid arguments like like the argument on black lives matter right no shit they do that's that's not a fucking argument (laughs) yeah like but if i'm gonna say like black lives matter is a great movement and i agree with that then well, I, I'm not going to say, no, 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 well, no. I'm well, not talking you what you the movie became. On, yeah, you on, need on. a catchy slogan. Hold on. You just need a catchy slogan. Hold on. Because I'm not talking about what it became. I'm talking about the idea in general. Sure. Like, if you just say it to any human being, Black yeah. Lives Matter. Sure. Like, nobody wants Black people to feel endangered. Like, sure. I don't want that. I don't think you want that. Like, I, I mean, maybe some assholes want that, but those people don't deserve a fucking opinion. And then there's Blue assholes. Lives Matter. Yeah, and yeah and then but there's like, All like, and you Lives know what? Matter. Also, Blue Lives Matter. True. Also, All Lives Matter. True why are any of those things controversial they shouldn't be like like oh okay well you know transgender people like feel like they need love like fine yes they fucking need love you don't need to teach my kids about it in fucking third grade like i want them to have love i want them to be loved people i think everybody deserves love like but i don't really want drag queen story hour like we, we don't we don't even need to have that debate like it's not a debate. Like it's a stupid conversation. Like well, we should solve we do. I mean,
0: real problems. I was actually having this conversation with somebody, and she goes, "Well, why can't we have?" And she's a grown woman. She has a child, and she's like, "Why can't we have drag queen story hour, but we can have beauty pageants?" And so I, and, so I, and I thought, I thought she's like, "Well, beauty pageants sexualize young young girls, especially young children, but young girls especially." And I thought, "Well, why are you fighting fire with fire? Two wrongs don't make right. If you got a problem with beauty pageants, fine. Here it points." Is. Fair and point. that's
1: what I mean by stupid conversations. I, I, I'm not even going to disagree with her on her beauty pageants. But let's not do one dumb thing because you think another thing's dumb. Right. Yeah. Like, look, if you want to take well, your to a drag show. Well, why are we judging
0: rapists show, when there's murderers? It's like,
1: uh, so like, why are, can, we,
0: can we condemn why both? Why are we
1: honoring one bad idea for the sake of dishonoring another bad idea? We can just say, I disagree with that. Like, look, if yeah. you want to take your kids to a drag show, like, I know a few drag queens. They're you, amazing. They're fucking fabulous. Sure. I probably would not take my five-year-old girl there.
0: They're not all creeps. No. But a lot of creeps are in, in, injecting themselves, positioning positioning themselves strategically.
1: Because of different In those things, areas. Right.
0: Well, because it gives them access. And that's what sexual predators do. They look for access right. and opportunity. Here's a slogan that really pisses me off. Actually, both sides of this, the two slogans, both of them piss me off because they're both dumb. Pro-life, pro-choice. Both of them are fucking stupid. Both of them are fucking stupid. Both of them are just filled with propaganda and trying to push a particular narrative. Pro-choice says that if you are anti-abortion, you are denying women choice. So now they can call you a misogynist and all this other shit. And, you know, they're just, just like basically discredit you so that so they don't have to deal with you. Pro-life means if you think that there are situations where abortion might be okay, well, you're against
1: life. Right. and and you and you have to be like one side or another you like, have to be one side or another you know you know what I'd love to see on that and because like you know you you can you can go and look at this like like I like I'm a Christian, right so like in the the Christian faith, like part of me wants to say like, oh my gosh, like every baby deserves life but then like if you look at Roe Ro versus Wade, eighteen years later, the crime rate dropped substantially, which means unwanted babies when they were forced to be born before were committing lots of crime. <laughs> so, mm. I mean, like, like, and th- that's just statistical fact. Like, so, yeah. Well, I mean, like, go figure like, Oh, you know what? I'm not ready for this baby. I'm going to be a terrible parent. Terrible parenting might lead to terrible people or terrible behaviors of people at least. Right. So like you can, you can, you can look at things and say, well, both sides of this issue have merit. I don't have to go and like pick a side and it's one or the other. What if, what if we yeah, do, what if we said, if you want to be cool? I don't want to be cool. <laughs> what if we said, let's create a vote, not for politicians, not for Congress, not for the Senate. Let's create a vote. Let's say no abortion is check this box. Okay. First trimester, check this box. Second trimester, check this box. Third trimester, up to the end, check this box. I mean, and some hey, people even want to hey,
0: get rid of Plan B pills. You
1: can murder your kid a month after they're born. You can check this box. Uh-huh. Let's have a vote, check one of the boxes, and you put that shit out during a presidential election or something that's on the ballot. It's the abortion vote. And you know what 70% of America would say? They'd say the same shit to basically every country in Europe. First they'd trimester? They'd say, first trimester, they'd pick that. We'd solve the problem on a national vote. We'd get all the morons out of the conversation. And there'd be a bipartisan American yeah. decision, and and America's based on. I mean, I guess we're a, we're a republic, but we're a representative Hopefully. democracy, right? But like, if you can't solve things with the politicians because of the pandering, why do we not have the ability, like, like, or some like proposal from any one person to say, "Hey, you know what? Let's create a vote for all of America. Let's create a solution for all Americans." Like, if this is something you believe in. We're going to create a polling for all of you guys to go and do this. Like we don't want to spend extra money on it. So it's going to be one additional slip during a regular vote.
0: Sure. Sure. It can be done.
1: It would solve it in one fucking day, the way that we're supposed to do things in a, in a vote.
0: But then they would have
1: to agree on it at a state level. And, and,
0: and you have the hardcore states that are just like, hell no, this is not even an well, argument we want to, a discussion. You, know can what? Have.
1: you can have that in there too. You but, can have but, state or federal, like that could be what I'm saying and is it it's all,
0: it's all propaganda is what I'm saying. And here's something that really, really, I mean, this is, this is people, right? This is just like when you're talking, when you're dealing with people, this is just how, how it goes. I was, um, at, at a gathering one time, we we're all having lunch it was a group of us and somebody made a comment about abortion. It was right after the, the, the Ro, Roe v Wade, uh, thing happened a couple of years ago uh and uh this lady made a comment about abortion and she asked me i don't know she asked me something i said you know i I really don't know i don't have my my mind is not made up on this on this topic i'm not one way or another it's just it's an idea that i'm still exploring i'm not sure what the right response is Mm -hmm. she got mad at me because i was supposed to agree with her she got fucking mad at me recently a couple days ago i posted on my instagram some people think israel is right some people think palestine is right I just wish the Middle East would watch some Netflix and chill. That was my post. Everybody just watch some fucking Netflix and chill. I don't care who's right. I just don't want more war. People got mad at me. Well, how can you be? hold on, motherfucker. Hold on. All I'm saying is I don't want more war. I'm not. I'm not even getting into the argument of who was there first and whose yeah, land it is. Yes, you are. Was, I mean, you, all I'm you know saying why, is
1: like. All you know I'm why I say is, you are? Why? Because I know you, bro, and you knew that when you put that out there. Some idiot was going to respond. Yeah. Well, fuck them. And, and I, mean, the no, idiots, I, I know, but it's, it's kind of no fun. What. Idiots I'm, talk, I'm not knocking it. Cause idiots I've done talk, that shit too.
0: Cowards are quiet. Wise men
1: listen. Right. I've done that shit too. Like I'll put an obvious, no brainer, defendable position sometimes for the fun of it. And I, I don't do it much anymore because now I'm just like, I already know they're going to do it. Like well, I you, already you know do that I'm going to get your sheep to respond. Yeah. But like, 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 But bro, like, I I mean, you enjoy it a little bit when the idiots get bad. No, no, I really don't, man. Then why do you post I really
0: don't like conflict because I just, I was sitting there and I was thinking, I was like, fuck, the last thing Lebanon needs right now is to get caught in the middle of another war. Like Lebanon's already in shambles. And I'm like, man, I really, I'm not that good on the history of of the Jews and Israel and the formation of this nation and that nation and then all of it. I tried to do some more research the other day. I've tried a few times in my life to figure out what the fuck's going on in that region. And I'm from that region and I can't figure it out it's complicated. My point was just like, everybody just please chill the fuck out, watch some Netflix, eat some fried chicken or whatever the hell you, you want to eat. And, and just like, let's just not kill each other.
1: People love to have simple opinions on complex subjects.
0: That's, that's, that's true. And that is a problem. And that's, and when, that's a big issue with politics. That's. A,
1: and when you're going for votes and you realize that most people do not have the cognitive bandwidth with all the stressors that they're already dealing with in life to understand the complex issue. You create a tagline, you create a catchphrase, you create something simple that that people that don't have time to I'm think will latch choice. onto. Yeah, and it's pro, and it's sad. Yeah, but pro but, life, pro
0: choice, Black Lives Matter, whatever.
1: But Let that it. is why America will fall apart eventually. That is where we will lose uh, our country.
0: Will it fall apart though? It will. I heard this guy say recently, he goes, Rome didn't fall, it just became a church. Oh. He goes, he goes, the city of Rome maybe fell, but but ancient Rome. Like, he's like, no, it just became a church. He's like, where's all that money? In the Vatican. Interesting point of view. Now, let me switch gears real quick because we touched on this earlier and I just want to explore it a little bit more. There's a book called, and I haven't read it, I've just heard people explain it called turning oil into salt have you heard of it Mm-mm. so the idea behind it is salt used to be a high highly valuable commodity mm-hmm. roman soldiers used to get paid with salt because okay. you needed salt to preserve food back when that was the only way to preserve food through the winter if you didn't have salt you died you starved and you died then as time went on and technology advanced we started coming up with more ways to preserve food especially with the advent of uh, electricity, well, you could refrigerate, you could freeze, you could put stuff in jars, you could do all these other things to preserve food. And then suddenly salt became pretty much worthless. You could buy a big, big box of salt for like a dollar. Nobody cares about salt. If you wanted to pay somebody with salt, to tell you to go fuck yourself. Oil is a highly valuable commodity right now. So if you look at energy with all these um, moves to, to produce different types, to produce energy in different forms, such as, you know, whether it's solar or or wind or nuclear fusion, take your pick. As we develop more reliable means of producing energy in different ways, oil will not be as valuable as it once was. Correct. And and it will turn into salt.
1: Uh, Maybe not all the way down to salt, but yes, correct.
0: What are your thoughts on different types of energy?
1: Energy is the real currency of the globe. Okay. So the reason, look, we had a, a, let me give you an understanding of of inflation again, and let's, let's, let's add the energy factor here. Okay. So Biden, our current president has a huge deficit and he's spending more than we bring in and it's causing inflation. Correct. Trump had a huge deficit as well. Do you know what the single greatest difference was? Hmm. Energy policy. And, and I'm not saying I'm pro-oil or pro-this or pro-that, but I am pro-energy. Because when energy is cheap, nations that sponsor terror or war or whatever who happen to all have a lot of oil don't do stupid shit and war is highly disruptive, okay? And two, every nation in the world, when energy is cheap, people go to work and they make things that then gets on Walmart shelves that then gets sold at prices below what we could manufacture it here for. So, while there is inflationary pressure that comes out of the government printing money, which has happened under Trump, happened under Biden, it's happened under Obama, it's happened under every fucking president since the 1970s, okay? Energy policy is deflationary. Drill baby drill, more oil I mean frankly more solar more wind more everything more energy more nuclear would be great okay like more energy means more production wealth follows production production follows energy inflation is caused by an imbalance in supply and de- demand around currency okay and currency is called current see <laughs> say so there's supposed to be a fucking about that. flow to it right <laughs> okay. like so there's got to be a current right like so there's a relation between current and currency okay cuz energy creates production production creates flow flow creates sales creates global gdp everything goes up mm-hmm. the real global reserve currency is energy sure and if we wanted to shut down russia shut down iran fucking shut down everyone except China. We would drill lots of fucking oil. We would invest in nuclear power plants, which is far safer now. We don't have the Chernobyl problem. We're not thank like, goodness doing things the way they did back then, right? And 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 we would make energy cheap again. It would because of the deflationary pressure of goods and services being provided, By everyone on the globe and competition going up and, and, and that like driving down costs, okay. And margins, because if you want to talk about corporate greed, corporate greed doesn't exist. If there's a competitor out there, that'll do it cheaper because he'll just get all the business. So energy policy provides lots of competition because everybody on earth becomes a competitor for something, Mm. right? And, and so good, healthy pro energy policies create production. My opinion on oil in America, like like specifically oil, is we drill and refine oil the cleanest of anywhere. And our environment, and yes, I care about the environment, is damaged by the drilling and refining of oil. But it is damaged less here than in Venezuela, Saudi well, Arabia, absolutely. or anywhere absolutely. else. And so why the fuck would we not do more here so that it makes them less money to do it so that they do less of it?
0: Well, you know, that's one of the crazy things that I – came across recently when it comes to recycling and I don't know if it's true or not. I tried to try to find some reliable sources, but I don't know. <clears throat> um, Is this guy was saying, if you want to do something about plastics in the ocean, stop recycling. And he's like, well, that's, that, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like, what are you talking about? And he's good. He goes, well, what we do with our, with our recyclables is a lot of it gets packed up and shipped to countries like Malaysia. And then it ends up in the water. So actually by recycling, you're throwing more plastic into the water in other parts. I don't know how much of that is true or not, but I've heard people say that like a recycling thing is mostly bullshit. Now, anyway, let's, let's, we, we, we got to wrap up soon. We're almost at three hours. Um, let's end, just end it with something fun. Cause we talked about a lot of, a lot of shit. So <laughs> how'd you get abs? You said you're just dieting more. So, or dieting better.
1: Well, you know, let me make, let me make kind of a fun plug. I yeah. I've decided to lose a million bucks this year, lifting up El Paso. So I get the best people in the world and me and another investor started this, I want to call it a movement called elevate EP. Mm-hmm. There's no sales pitches. There's no hustles. There's no nothing. And we bring the best people in the world to El Paso to teach El Pasoans. And we literally give it away. Like we sell a ticket for $10 and they're going to give you a fucking breakfast or lunch that costs fucking 30. Okay you can go buy a VIP ticket if you want for, I think 97 or some shit like that. And then you can actually sit with the speakers and hang out with these world changers. Like we're having less Brown early next year. we got the machine gun preacher, the guys that created the LA tribune coming this month. We had a psychic medium last month. We have all these fucking amazing people. Cool. And uh, one guy that I, I got to spend a lot of time with over the last few years was a guy named Guillermo Navarrete. And he came out and he was like, you know, I'm so sick of people lying about diet. And then he said something Mm. like kind of like what my buddy Jeremy said about like Jesus was rich, which was also at an L of ADP event. And it it, like blew everybody's mind. Like so many people in the room were like, what? And Guillermo said, cholesterol is good for you. And everybody in the room was like, what the fuck?
0: In in proper proportions.
1: Cholesterol is fantastic for you. He he literally proved it. Yeah. Yeah. He said said, heart disease didn't exist before the 1940s. And when heart disease started, it was because of the sugar lobby. Okay. The sugar lobby came out and that, like, like the glycogen or glycine or whatever the fuck you call it.
0: The food pyramid.
1: Right. That was very so, heavy
0: in grains. That was designed by the Department of which, Acri- Agriculture, not the Department of Health.
1: Right. Which all process into sugars. Yes. You cereal. them. They eat a lot of cereal. And he, and, he, and he proved he was like, look, babies, when they're born, they drink, you know, breast milk and, and, and they come into the world in ketosis. Uh-huh. Right ketosis is a good thing we're designed for ketosis our body goes into its perfect weight in ketosis once you've hit your perfect optimal weight in ketosis then you should eat the diet that your ancestors ate from whatever region you were at like you go back a thousand years and the foods they were eating that's what your gut biome is designed for so that's probably what you're going to eat you can go get a food allergy test if you want to balance it and check and really get specific but that's what you eat and and he justified ketosis and he and he explained it and he explained cholesterol and he explained sugars and, and he took a walnut and he says like look cholesterol is used to make hormones. Hormones are used to make you feel alive. Like if you're a man with low T, it's probably because you have low cholesterol or because your cholesterol doesn't actually get to make you hormones because when you're eating your food, you have so much sugar with the fucking Coke you're drinking that that sugar, and he takes a walnut and he throws it at the wall. Cholesterol bounces off your veins, just like that walnut bounced off this wall. Then he takes a walnut and he dips it in honey. But once you wrap it in sugar, he throws it at the wall. It's stuck
0: right fucking there
1: he said the problem is not cholesterol the problem is plaque what's this guy's name again dr guillermo navarrete and so i'm gonna look into his work he, he's and and so like my office has lost well over a thousand pounds okay wow and 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 here you can go and you can check plaque there is a picture of my fucking arteries on a clearly test and my cholesterol oscillates anywhere between two fifty and seven fifty, and I have no fucking plaque or very little plaque in my artery. And my I used to have low T. I was taking testosterone supplements. I don't have to take them anymore.
0: What? I'm what's your off the What's your What's your testosterone level at now?
1: Uh, like nine something. Really? Mm-hmm. That's very good. But that, my cholesterol that's like, is high as fuck. Huh. I have super high cholesterol. I have super clean arteries.
0: HDL, LDL, VLDL.
1: I mean, I. Don't even keep tracking. But yes, I have a lot of what's called the unhealthy cholesterol, but where's my fucking plaque? You're sitting here looking at a picture of my arteries. Yeah. Like, and look, there's more pictures of my arteries. If you want to see like all the major arteries and there's no plaque. And actually what's really funny is in, in meats and aged cheeses, there's this vitamin called K2 and you know what it does? It actually scrapes plaque out of your arteries. So if you have plaque in your arteries, you can go to a carnivore diet for an amount of time, like about a year or two, and it will take plaque out of your arteries. The moment you add one little amount of sugar, it packs it right back in though. Wow. And so, literally, everything the government tells you, and like, I don't know why people believe the government. Like, you think the government wants you to live long past 65? You think they really want you to collect that social security forever? <laughs> really? They're out of money anyway. They're fucking bankrupt. They took all your money, they spent it on stupid shit. You think they want to give it back to you? No. Like, they're not going to tell you shit to be healthy. So, you got abs from doing the keto diet? Uh, I mean, I'm very high energy also. Yeah. And I say I don't work out. I, I do work out. I do tension exercises. I do tension exercises. Um, I do, like, I'm, I'm mostly keto. And then when I'm not keto, I'm Mediterranean. Okay. So I'll, I'll go on and off and I'll kind of balance to the 10 pounds. Like I, my, my perfect weight's like 155. So like if I'm 155 to 165, I oscillate right there. Okay. If I see myself getting back past 165, I don't do it. I know my food allergies. I went and did my test. I'm allergic to fucking gluten, turkey, and uh, celery.
0: I would and debate so I the gluten don't... one. I would say you're allergic to flour that's produced and bleached in America. But if you went to the Middle East or Europe and ate bread over there, I think you'd be fine.
1: I do much better on those breads. Much better. I, I've, I mean, se- I've seen but... it
0: with with everyone. With everybody who cannot oh, tolerate bread, bread or pasta in America, they go to Europe. They're like, bro, I ate baguettes every day. I was fine.
1: And, and it's still going to process the sugars and it's still going to yes. spike your glycogen and all that, but, but you can have it. And some in, people in are more efficient
0: there. at metabolizing carbs than others. Of sure. Yeah. Genetics. Yes. That's it, the genetic it, thing you were talking if about If you earlier.
1: grew up in those regions, like my my ancestors are Scotland, Highland yeah. Scotland, so uh, they didn't grow shit. They would gather maybe some roots and some nuts and mostly they killed shit and they ate it. So like, do you hunt uh, a few times? Yeah.
0: Do you want to, do you want to dove hunt this weekend? Sure.
1: Let's go hunt. i don't know if i can this weekend but okay. yes no, like like message me that, that right.
0: sounds fun cool let's do it uh, i i feel like if i want to go straight carnivore i would want to kill a big animal and just eat that oh yeah because i wouldn't want to just eat i i don't know i feel like just if i'm gonna go that extreme i, I need to have a bear and an elk and an oryx in my freezer and that's what I'm gonna <laughs> do. you know um I interrupted you, but, but, uh, that that's, that's all great info. I'm going to look more into that doctor, uh, any, anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up? We're, we're over three hours.
1: You know what? Like I would, I would advise everybody like go get a ticket for Elevate EP, go spend $10 online, go to their website.
0: I want to go to the next event.
1: Oh bro. It's November. I saw the last one with Sam Crowley. Sam Crowley was two months ago. He's like podcast guru. Amazing. Uh, Lisa Williams psychic medium was our halloween month one and she fucking blew people's minds like like blew their minds um the next one i mean we have we okay, got this one's gonna be it's an all-day event so we're kind of going all out it's our last one of the year but we have a hypnotist we have the guys that founded the la tribune they're gonna blow people's mind we have a guy talking on leadership and that then we good. have the Machine Gun Preacher. If you haven't seen the movie Machine Gun Preacher, Sam Childers, like the real Sam Childers, who like goes to Africa, rescues child soldiers, educates them, makes them productive members of society. Wow, is going to be there. He's a fucking incredible human being. Uh, and so, like, that's it sounds like a guy
0: it. I'd like to have in here. I'm going to try to reach him. Oh, dude, that sounds yeah, fucking no, cool. He, he, he,
1: he would, he will make you cry.
0: Um, I'm, I'm with it. Um, cool. Let's end on that. Thank you, Preston.
1: Hey, bro. Pleasure seeing you, brother. Yeah.
0: Um, Always a pleasure talking to you. And uh, I look forward to the next one. Uh And uh, with all that, we we are checking out. Why can't I talk today? We are checking out. Later, everybody.